start by doing something that we didn't do last week. Welcome to the Boy Howdy Podcast. Uh, this is what happens when Bill just hits record. Well, just because I don't know, because we tend to start talking about this stuff. This is true. It's worth we start shooting the, the podcast off. Uh, so I'll just I'm the- Annie. This is my cohort, Bill. We're broadcasting live from Bill's basement. Uh, I apologize right now if y'all can hear a fan. I know it's not the most annoying sound y'all have heard listening to this podcast. Spoilers, people are going to be recording podcasts in the summer with a fan on. In the well, it is, yeah. it is high Portland summer. Is it still supposed to be 100 degrees today? Uh, I think it was supposed to cool down to only the 90s. Which, I know a lot of people in the world, that's not exactly crazy weather. But no. for Portland, for Oregon, Portland where... keep in mind that no one has central air in Portland. Uh, yeah, we had a summer... We had a summer like three summers ago where it didn't it didn't become summer until like mid August. Yeah. It didn't get above like eighty degrees. It's supposed to get up to ninety so today. We've had a whole bunch of like yeah, it's it's been hovering around hundred for like a bit like the last two weeks. The good news is it's gonna be up in the in the mid nineties when I bike home. So I may take uh, another bottle of water. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> we should have started yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's fine. So anyway, uh yeah, this is our pop culture podcast where we talk about ephemera about which we feel strongly. Though what'd you do this week? Uh, I checked the weather. Oh, it's going to cool down in the upper 80s by this time uh-huh. next week. Goddamn summer! I'm so glad I live in a dark cave basement. I gotta say, this oh is the time of year God. when I'm like, this is why... I feel like an asshole because I always say, this is why I bought a house with central air. And then I realize I'm usually saying that someone who doesn't have central air and I sound like a bragging We have asshole. central air too? Uh, uh, this is why I had people over last uh, Saturday night to watch yeah. Mad Max because of central air. I keep air. inviting people over and keep reminding people that I have a spare bedroom and no one takes me up on it. I don't know, man. Uh, do they it's think you're just like, being really nice? I, I think I think what it well, is is that... how many people are you inviting? Like, strangers? Hold on. Yeah. Yes, Bill. I just saw people on the street. No, Be your friends. Um, I, uh, I think it's that, rightfully, my friends are like, Annie got married last week and she's done with having people in her house, which is true. Well, that's what I would assume. Exactly, yeah. This is very true. You, the fact that you're even offering people right after having them getting married actually is really nice. Foley and I were, took turns being sick last week. We got back to work and were kicked my ass. After I deleted all non-business critical emails in my inbox, I still had 875 emails to read. Did you just... From what? Just work just stuff? From work. People? My work primarily. Why does work email you? Well, not personally. Oh, okay. It's my work email. Oh, you dude. were at work. Okay, okay, When okay. I went back to work after two weeks off, <laughs> I, I deleted all non- I you email for two weeks yes, until you are just like, what That's happened? How, Bill, some of us have jobs. <laughs> I'm just congratulating you on it's getting married. It's been long enough since you've had a job, <laughs> I just love the idea you go to work um, and it's actually 878 emails from people saying, I'm going to take you up on, on sleeping in your bedroom. <laughs> That's right, because you do have, like, do you have the Robin Hood themed guest bedroom? Is that what it is? Yeah. I got my Robin Hood room. So anyone who listens to this podcast who is it lives in Portland or will be visiting Portland, that's right. Can we Knock give out my your door. address. No, don't because I'm fucking <laughs> I'm done with it. But um uh uh, uh no, it, it's been a really quiet week. But yeah, Foley and I yesterday we were so peopled out. We got a bunch of invitations for various Fourth of July parties. We wound up spending the whole day about that. inside. Well, you have to with get the blind central hair in the house. The Aside, even if you didn't just get married last week, you would be completely justified because you're one of the few houses in Portland with central air when it's 100 degrees, literally 100 degrees out, yeah. to just fucking turtle inside yeah. your little house and say, fuck I you guys, we're going to watch TV. I did not go outside yesterday at yes. all. Yeah, yesterday was the 4th of July. Yeah. Though thir- on uh, Friday, July 3rd, we- I had off for work, and I did spend that in 4th of July style. A friend and I, we went to the hardware store and we bought a kiddie pool. And I dragged my uh, lawn chairs out and filled the kiddie pool, and we sat in the sunshine and drank beer and read books for a couple hours. And I, by the way, did you guys lay in the kiddie pool? No, we just sat with our feet in the kiddie pool. Okay, and shit, so you could just spot a bucket. And, and, yes, 
That's really uh, we like, couldn't throw the dog. That's in the a white pool. trash. Also, we invited more people. Well, that was the thing. I earned more stink eyes from my neighbors with this act than I did with anything really? else. I'm bringing down the neighborhood. I'm one of them white trash queers. <laughs> okay. I know. You know what? You should have done that. You should have done that in your house. Been best I know, right? Else. Like still cool, but like exactly. super cool. Yeah, exactly. I was kind of tempted, but uh, yeah, oh, that's it was, it was actually thing. really, really nice. I ordered. Did pizza. you watch Back to the Future? Because yeah, the Friday was the 30th anniversary release of Back to the Future. Oh, was Throwing it? that out there. 30 years ago today, Marty oh, went yeah, back yeah, to yeah. the future. That doesn't happen until this October, but close. <laughs> at least if people fall for that now, at least they're getting relatively close. At least it's the correct year. This is true. But yeah. No, that's that, that sounds super cool. What did you guys that's read? really nice. I just read books. Oh, okay. I've never hung out and read books socially with other people. Like, I, I don't understand. Well, the thing is, is that I mentioned it casually to a friend. I said, I have Friday off, and I totally forgot about 4th of July because I got fucking married, and I was very distracted. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have any plans. And I was talking to her, and I was just sitting there, and I'm like, well, if I can't figure out anything to do with anybody, I may just sit in my yard, yeah, just go by a kiddie yeah. pool, sit in my I'll yard, drink anybody. beer, and read did a you, book. Did you get the car for the kiddie pool? And or she did said, you like, hold on, let me finish my sentence, Bill. Say. And she said, that sounds awesome. I'm coming over and doing that, too. So, oh, okay. Which is great, because she owns a truck, and I would have had to bike it. Home, which that's would have been awkward. That's the picture I had in my mind. Yeah, yeah like no. strap your back, you would look like a giant ninja turtle. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's very like it's, I can't go very fast because it keeps catching wind. Like a sail. <laughs> you kind of get lifted off your bike every time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was really nice. It was really nice, and I managed not to sunburn myself because I kept applying. I think about that. Yeah, I, I don't. Were you actually really... out in the sun, or did you find like out... a tree to like? Well, hide I was under there. a tree, but you can still be out of in direct sun, know, and if you're yeah. in the sunshine, especially if four you're five white. Hours. Well, my thing is, is that fucking Irish. My, I was gonna say my dainty Irish complexion. You're I go pretty much. Pink. You can tell I, you've well, been at least outside. I pretty much go from pink to beet red yeah. without anything in between. So I put SPF seventy, like that's actually just for your face, all over my body. <laughs> And I reapplied it every like hour and a half. Suits or are you guys just like dressed normal? I don't know if you have one on your chin. What were you wearing? Bill, no. Bill, I had SPF 70 on. What you part of all of your body? Yes. It would be a great idea to work on your tan and work on toning your brain with books. Were you like, was it like math books? Yes, Bill. Was it like a Fallout game Keep where you're like reading math me books on the to make you better? That's exactly what That's this what is about. It's about what was I wearing and what was I reading. Because if I were in the sunshine reading books, I'd be like reading The Making of Back to the Future mm-hmm. or like How to Win at Nintendo. Yeah. Oh man! Did I ever tell you about the time where uh, I, I I was living with some friends and it was like the first nice warm day of the year? And remember the time we got kicked out of the house by Dylan and she made us go up to yeah. uh, Mount St. Helens? This is kind of the same thing where uh, I was looking for my friend Elise and she kicked it uh, kicked us out because it was the first beautiful day of the summer, mm-hmm. but we wanted to play Nintendo. Yeah, because we like dug up one of our old Nintendos and hooked that up for the first time in like ten mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And so we just took the uh, we we took uh, this back you know when we all had big ass CRT televisions. Yeah, we just took that and Nintendo and a copy of Tetris to the front porch. <laughs> Then we just got some cardboard so like we had the shades and we could see what's happening on the TV. And we just played fucking Tetris on the front porch in the sunshine all day. We all got sunburned, but yeah. we didn't all play Tetris. Good on you, so, dude. So yeah, it was the best of the world. We had cold beers and Cokes and stuff like that. It was uh, fun. That, that was like, pretty good. Man, that must have happened in like 15, 20 years. Wow. That yeah. would have been like, what year is it? 19... It is 2015, Bill. Was it in the year 2000? Oh my year God. Of our Lord. It would have been like 1998 or something like that. Oh it was my more God. than 15 years ago, buddy. <sighs> we old, motherfucker. Oh, man. Uh, Time. The, um, 
it's interesting though. Speaking of time, my friend Lisa and I were talking about how uh, sunscreen is such an interesting like it. You know, there are smells that trigger emotions, and for the most part, sunscreen is associated with such positive memories. It's like going to the pool and like having happy summer days that we both. Were, Unless like, your dad was a bodyguard and he beat you up. Yes, Bill. That's correct. I'm just trying Thank to make you so much for cooperating. I mean, what situations would you have like? Would you would you be triggered by negative connotations? You're right, Bill. Terrible things happen to people. <laughs> All the time. Got bit by a shark, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> My point being is that we were both like simultaneously. We just looked at each yeah, other and said, no. "This is so nice." Like beyond the fact that it, we were doing a pleasant thing and just chilling out. By Sunday, yeah. Um, it was just really nice. And there was one moment where she went, ran off to run an errand for about forty-five minutes, left the dog with me, and it was just sitting in oh, my yard. Yeah. She disliked the pool. That I didn't care. <laughs> Um, she, uh, there was one point where I was just sitting there, and I had had a couple beers, so I was kind of gently buzzed, reading a really good book, just with, like, list- feeling the breeze and my feet in a kiddie pool with the dog underhand, and it was, like, the most blissed out I have felt in a while. Now, this has happened nice. when you were alone, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's nice to hang out so, so, so oh, with yeah. people. It's, but sometimes when the world slows down, you're just yeah. all by yourself, and yeah. it's that perfect situation of, like, yeah. I was like, all right. Uh, what Life's dog, good. too. Yeah. yeah. What kind of dog? Uh, Miss Virginia is Oh, it's a, Miss Virginia. Yeah, Miss Virginia, Virginia is a mix. She's a little rat dog. She's a little rat dog. <laughs> she's, she's, a, so, she's, she's an anxious, yeah. anxious little uh, terrier corgi mix. She looks like, I've, I've never, I don't know, I don't think I've ever met her in the flesh, but I've seen pictures she posts, yeah. and that totally looks like a dog with being kind of nervous. Yeah, she's, a, like, she's an anxious that. little fella, she's but little she dog. loves me. What do you do for breakfast? Every morning. Uh, I usually don't eat breakfast. I am a bad person. Have you ever been a, like a big breakfast cereal fan? I, I eat. I used to eat breakfast cereal when I was a kid. I would eat a lot of um, cinnamon toast crunch, Reese's pieces, peanut butter cups were uh-huh. pretty good. Uh, whatever the fuck those are called. Cinnamon toast crunch I never had. Uh, they had or Cheerios. This is my story. This is my yes, groundbreaking Bill, adventure this week. Please. They had on sale at the store honeycomb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I've never had before. Oh, really? I've seen the commercials as a kid. Honeycomb hideout and shit like that. Honeycombs it just like it was kind of like B-tier cereal. It's yeah. no Fruity Pebbles. It's no Cocoa Puffs. It's no you know, Captain Crunch. The, what was the, like, the, the, the roasted rice... Sugar, sugar snaps or something or whatever. Sugar where crisp. there was like a maybe it was sugar crisp. Because that's puffed the rice. The mascot I think it is. was like a weird otter rat looking dude in like a blue sweater. <laughs> what? What have I? Think I don't know. Of? Even too. granted, we are kind of like separated keep, by almost a decade of pop culture. You keep so, so talking. I'm gonna look up this breakfast. But this cereal. is the thing. Whereas I was at the store, I was like, I should get some breakfast cereal. I don't have breakfast cereal every day for breakfast, but yeah. sometimes it's so kind of nice. I will indulge in a bowl of fruity pebbles. Mm-hmm. What's what is your favorite breakfast cereal? Uh, I mean, I was always a cinnamon toast crunch. Yes, wanted to put a gun to your head for the rest of your life. It would be cinnamon God. toast crunch. I've never had cinnamon toast crunch because like, I'm like. Um, now that I am adult, probably not. It would probably be whatever this thing I'm trying to remember is. What is uh, it sugar. See, I never had cinnamon toast crunch because cinnamon toast. I'm like, well, I'm having cereal. Cinnamon toast. If I want to have cinnamon toast, I'll make some stuff because I have cinnamon toast. Ah, oh, some fucking. Uh, so at, yeah, at the store they had honeycomb. It was on sale. Uh-huh. I can't believe this is my big adventure of the week. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, you can go. I've seen the commercials all my life. I'm almost 40 years old. I'm like, Golden Crisp. What the hell's Golden Crisp? Golden Crisp is, I can't remember what it is, but it's one of my favorites, and this is the mascot. It's like a bear. You can see oh, how yeah, it's like, like an otter Yeah, rat. exactly. Yeah, no, he's a bear. Bear thing. Oh, you couldn't, that was. I couldn't remember. They replaced him because. <gasps> Did they? Well, it used to be Sugar Crisp, but, you know, back in the 90s, sugar became a bad word for uh, oh, advertising kids stuff, so it turned into Golden Golden Crisp. That's what it is. Yeah, but the bear did look really weird because he didn't look like a bear. He was yeah. like a skinny bear with a bit like... It was weird. And 
attractive. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's... He was the most fuckable. Well, he only had that blue mascot. sweater, and I was wondering what it looked like without the blue sweater, because he looked like he was the Tom Hardy of serial mascots, is all I'm saying. Uh... Um, have you seen Magic Mike yet? Speaking no. Of? No. No, I'm really kind of sorry. I almost went to go see it yesterday. Well, the first one I hated. Oh, really? It's all a bill of false goods. We haven't talked about this, right? Yeah. You see the trailer and you're like, oh, this is a movie about sexy men dancing. This is a movie where you watch a man overdose and a baby pig eats vomit out of his mouth. That is what Magic Mike is. Because it's a fucking Soderbergh film, so of course it's like... Is the second also Soderbergh film? No. Because he doesn't do sequels. The second one is like a fucking road trip movie. Uh, Because I saw people... People have been talking about it online. They said actually, it's better. It's more fun. It's more what you think it's supposed That's to be. Exactly, because the first Magic Mike is not what it sells you. Now you know what be. you're doing the rest of the afternoon. Well, today. no, because the thing is, so this is this is a struggle I have. I am a bisexual, uh, a, a homosexual leading bisexual in a town of queers, and I really don't have a friend who is like my male objectification pal. I, what's hilarious is back when I was in Texas, I had this person, I had a gay best friend mm-hmm. and we had the same taste in men and it was perfect. And now I don't have a gay best friend anymore. And all the women I know are a little too queer or their interest is either it's like, oh, that will be funny or it'll be, oh, like an anthropological study. And I'm like, no, you have to be into it. You can't just be approaching it from like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like you're hiding above the, the material. You have to go for it. Yeah. I'm so mad because one of my friends that I totally would have gone to see it with was in town for my wedding, but then left right before it was out. So I'm like, motherfucker. It's like, I don't have anyone that I can share that with. Foley is very sweet, and Foley also likes, generally seems pretty good, but I like, was quite the but same she's thing, so like, allergic to dick that it's like, there's a certain point where she's like, I'm out. And I'm like, I'll go see you with my wife, because my wife is the closest I have to that person. But I really need a gay best friend. What do you do? Wait for it to come out on video. They can, like, watch, like Skype watch it together online. Get, get group viewing together. No. Like, yeah, that would be fucking awesome. I got it. I got it. I got it. But I have heard, supposedly it's better than the first, like, in terms of, like, what, you, what you're expecting to see, be, now more I'm just falls thinking about my sadness of not having a gay best friend. I almost went to some pride events, to some bear pride events, just in an attempt to make a gay best friend. Really? I really There's need to find. There's nothing wrong with that. I almost went to Lumber Twink. And I can't remember the name of the gay, the bear dance party. Uh, what is Lumber Twink? Lumber Twink was the... Uh, is exactly what it sounds exactly. like? Exactly. Yeah. It was the bear picnic. I really... The teddy bear picnic, Would they allow you because... Well, like, yeah, it's not like, you know, there's signs What if it's like a big public thing where they allow anyone yeah, to show it, up? Yeah, it's part of Pride. Yeah, it was okay. part of Pride. So, uh, and also that was well, the Well, one... the other thing with the bear picnic, would women be allowed? I mean, that's well, kind of justifiable... I mean, they would just kick out all women, but like, it, let me put it this way: from the bears, because I had this concern to some degree that I was uh, appropriating bear culture. Uh. Every bear that I have spoken to does not feel that way. It is very different from a straight man going to a lesbian event, okay. for example. Yeah. The the two are not equal at all. Bears, the bears have to be fit. Uh, bear is a broad term that can range from a hirsute muscled man to a gentleman who's I've more seen, along your line. I've seen some women chase after what they call bears, and they're big, fat, dumpy guys like me. Well, bears and then are I see pretty... other bears that are like like the guy in the animated GIF I sent you the last night. <laughs> bear, bear is a pretty broad term. Yeah, it seems to be just kind of like a bulky male in general. It's That's like, the vaguest term. Yeah, that, a bulky male who is attractive big to dude. other people. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, and yeah. usually there's body hair. Regardless of that bulk. 
look, that's the thing with me, because I'm like a baby. I'm like, I can barely grow a beard, <laughs> much less anything you're, else. You're, you're a dude bear. Even for, even for fat bear people, I'd be like, I'm like a fucking half baby Wookiee. <laughs> I'm more like a fat Ewok than a bear. Well, I'm sure the bear community has a term for That's you. a terrible thing, is because like that's the thing in my life. I can never really get sad about like not dating anyone or not getting laid, because I know if I wanted to, because there's so much fetish stuff out there, like especially on well, the internet. there's a difference I between... I can get laid in a heartbeat if I wanted to. Bill, there's a big difference between saying I am something that is fetishized versus a relationship. It is tempting to know that I someone could fetishize me. I would really... There is a part of me that is like, I could indulge in this. <laughs> I could go on a crazy sex adventure if Bill, I wanted to. you could get a sugar daddy yeah, well, technically, pretty easily. That's the thing with the nature of the internet. Anyone could get a sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. No matter who you are or what's going on, yeah. you've got some kind of physical thing or going on or some yeah. kind of mental thing that appeals to someone else that they will pay cash money just to hang out with you for an afternoon. It's kind of empowering and like makes you feel warm and it also kind of makes you feel lonely and gross really does it for you it makes me feel well, I haven't done it yet. Time. well i haven't either but that concept is both alienating and as a guy it's more of a foreign thing knowing that could happen because as, as girls that's always an option you could always use your sexuality as that currency whereas guys it's wow. never consider that well, I don't say you're horny. Well, I, I guess it is kind of horny yourself. <laughs> wow. Because we are talking about, like... <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Wow. Why don't you say, well, that's okay. It is a thing. That is something people do. It's like they wow. use sex as a tool in order to enrich in their as lives. As a woman, you could all... Wow. No, that's an interesting I'm not saying statement only you said, women Bill. can do it, but I'm That saying, is exactly what you said, no, Bill. You said as a woman. That's always presented use... to women as an option. Though, this is I've true. plenty of women who are like, well, if you're broke, you can always go stripping or something like that. You don't hear, not but too many people say that to, Bill, not too many women say that to guys. Bill, Bill. I'm not saying it's true. Bill, that's the patriarchy. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying, yes, there's a patriarchy. And sometimes the patriarchy, the guys used to objectifying women, they don't often look in the mirror and go, I could be objectifying. Yeah, you That's know what? what I'm saying. Magic Mike is all about how I'm men just, saying. just need to buckle down and start their furniture business. <laughs> if I wanted to, I could start Magic Mike XXXXXXXL. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, that's all. Bill, I will just say this. <laughs> In the world of sexual performers and sexual acts, and eh, never mind. I'm not going to go down this road <laughs> well, with you. Why not? What were you I'm saying? not going to go down this road with you. No. Uh, okay. It's just I that was wow. Wow, okay. Phil. Okay. Anyway. This, my point is honeycomb Sugar cereal. bear. <laughs> <laughs> this is a roundabout way to get back to cereal. <laughs> so, yes. Honeycomb. honeycomb cereal is good. You know what all it is? It's, it's, it's honey nut Cheerios. Uh-huh. Except it's on cheesy poofs. Really? Have you ever had honeycomb? Do you like Honey Nut Cheerios? Oh, yeah. See, I like Honey... I love Honey Nut Cheerios. I really like Honey Nut I do Nut like Cheerios. how we slotted right back into the cereal <laughs> conversation so quickly after that. Sex but yeah, Honey Nut Cheerios is a nice alternative if you like sugary cereals, but you want something that's not, not quite so crazily sh- uh, sugary. It's like that. Well, it makes sense because they're both supposed to be honey flavored. Yeah. But like the honeycomb pieces are kind of big and chunky huh. and they're mostly but that is, air. That is probably and it's all the corn. Yeah. It really is. They just take, all they take is cheesy poofs. Yeah. Shape them like, like little honeycomb things. And instead uh-huh. of putting a uh, fucking cheese dust on it, they just put like honey. Weird. Like, uh, well, you know, it's funny you should say that because I was it's, at. It's like eating a packing peanut. Yeah. But kind of in a weird way. Kind of in a like, good way. I know exactly what you're talking about because I was at some restaurant recently and they're like, oh, have a bag of chips. And uh, the chips I got were, like, some sort of ridiculous Doritos Avengers tie-in that were, like, Hulk <laughs> Atomic Atom chips or something like that. And what they were was puffed, like, like a kind of... They were three-dimensional. Exactly. Yeah. But rather than being, like, cheesy-flavored or 
ranch flavored. It was um, jalapeno flavored. But it was such a light, sparing flavor. That wasn't when I the heat, it was more it, the flavor? Well, it was like the heat, was, it was like there was nothing on your tongue, and then all of a sudden there'd be a kick. Okay, yeah. And it was, eating it was one of the most bizarre experiences I ever had, because I'm like, this is the most, I feel like I'm consuming a, a flavor pill, and I just have to wait for it Because it's to... not really food, it really exactly. is just kind of like, it's a I'm delivery like... device for whatever that flavor yeah, thing. That's yeah. what honeycomb is. Wow. It, where it's just like, Interesting. It, it, yeah, it's ingrained. Well, something tells me we're not going to get a honeycomb sponsorship. It's not bad. It's me being pleasantly surprised. Here's a cereal that has been in like a shadow figure on the horizon <laughs> of my life that I have indulged in. I've opened that door. I am Lucy Westenrott in Dracula. I've been haunted by this dark form forever. And I finally opened the door and honeycomb turned a wolf and fucked me silly. And I was like, that's actually pretty good. So you did enjoy it. Now, now I am half honeycomb. <laughs> Now I have to pray on other people. That's why I'm telling you. Honeycomb's pretty good. Everyone listening. We'll get that honeycomb sponsorship after all. This so. sounds like a novella, a 4,000 word novella you can download on, on, on Amazon, Amazon for 99 yeah, exactly, cents. It's yeah. like, fucked by the honeycomb. <laughs> um... Speaking of Horizon, yeah, uh, she said, segueing artfully, I Bill uh, loaned me some games for the Xbox One that he bought me as a wedding All present. All two games. And, yeah, both of them. And uh, one of them was Forza Horizon, because I'd been over and playing on Bill's Xbox One when you first yeah, got it. Yeah, both of you guys played that, And yeah. we both really enjoyed it. Fully really enjoyed it. And I liked in that it was an open-worldy sort of thing, and I loved that sort of shit. Very few things make me as satisfied as a large map with little dots, and you just gotta go get just the go dots. There. Yeah. Like, there's a part of my brain that finds that very soothing when I'm stressing out or anxious. It's very meditative. So you've been playing? I thought we'll fully might be end up playing most We've of it. We've both been playing it. Okay, yeah. Um, I've been going around That's great, because you get a lot of cars, because, like, there's all yeah. just so much stuff to do I in that game. I accidentally won the in one of those spinner things. I won one of the best cars in the game and then souped it up. So I can go to zero to 60 in, like, three seconds or something ridiculous. I'm like, eh. Have you been painting up the cars or going into the marketplace oh, yeah. where you oh, yeah, get, like, versions doing... of the cars painted up? Like... I've been doing, uh, custom Like, one of the first things I got was a Jurassic Park Jeep. Nice. Yeah, so, like, yeah. But anyway, one thing that's interesting is that, though I had played it when I was over at your house... I had not played it from start to finish. And these are my learnings from Forza Horizon for the little bit I played. One, it is hilarious that there's a... There, in car games, cutscenes are unskippable. It's what like I've played scenes? narrative... Well, I guess there's celebration stuff whenever you like, no, get no, no, new... No, 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 Narrative cutscenes where it's like, oh, here's our world and here's what's going on. I guess so, yeah. All of those are unskippable. And I'm just playing this. I'm like, motherfucker, every narrative place game I played where those cutscenes are actually important have been skip have been skippable. I wonder if it's like a licensing deal because like so some of the licensed cars in the game where if they want to have a beauty shot of that car that's they not want what to make it sure is you can't skip it. You don't think so? I mean sometimes sometimes it is. Like when you unlock sometimes new cars oh. or whatever. Yeah exactly. There'll be like a big beauty pass of like you've got the new Datsun Toyota blah blah blah. Yeah. Um so but I'm talking like narrative So narrative. for people who don't know Forza the Forza games on the Xbox consoles have always usually up until the Forza Horizon games were essentially Gran Turismo. Yeah. They were super simulator games. heavy. Yeah. Uh, but the Forza Horizon games are uh, much more arcadey, just like yeah. open world. Just go here, do that, race this. Yeah. Just kind of like run around and explore yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, but the other thing I didn't know is that how obnoxious the narrative is. They, I want to kill everyone in the game. The premise of the game. They actually toned it down from the first game because the oh, first game was seriously? extra super American. Like, yeah, you're See, going to not the American when it is this. It's that you are like of the you're like the one percent of the one oh, percent. Yeah. You're flying out to Europe to go on this crazy road 
road trip adventure and you're young and white and rich and you have all these cars and you can get all these cars and it just doesn't matter and then there's this guy you're talking to throughout the game the and British funny, guy right the British guy plays Robin Hood on the terrible Once Upon a Time show oh really so it's a very strange situation but I'm like so faux Robin Hood is like saying, yeah you know we're just gonna fucking like take some jets over to France for the dinner and like and we're gonna go to this just this awesome concert later and like I'm gonna throw a concert that's just scattered across France and it's just the most infuriating I like, never took that like, oh like my Occupy God. Wall Street attitude towards <laughs> I didn't horizons. think I you know I have played it's a fantasy they're well, supposed to be like thing. I, it's not like you have a just, named character where your named character is like walking around but you have around. a face your character you do is have walking a dude. around yeah, a little bit yeah. You're, I mean you are a it person is a can you change your avatar no. or you're just locked into like yeah. generic white guy walking around yeah. with a car yeah it's like just a Obnoxious. The story is so Did you? Obnoxious. They do have the. Well, you don't care about Fast and the Furious. Yeah, they have the they Fast, have and, the the Fast and the Furious thing, which is only like it's only like it was free the week it came out, but now yeah. it's like ten bucks. I will uh, play, pay for that only. Because, oh, it made me think about Fast and Furious because you got Ludacris talking to you. But the thing, like with Fast and the Furious, like they may be like ridiculous jet setters with all these cars, but they came up from nothing. Exactly. Like there's a sense of well, earning yeah, it yeah. in a ridiculous way. So that ex- like, expansion has a little more of that to it, which yeah. I can totally buy into more than just you are a rich white person out with other rich white people which they don't even specifically around. say that but you have to assume that because that's how the situation would be Bill, you yeah. are a white male just going to France you know, for weeks you, when you and also off, do you not only just have like one car who's to say you just didn't steal that car just to get <laughs> into the true. thing yeah. and they just give you cars because they just wipe their ass with cars <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's that, with, that's worth the fantasy having that context yeah. the fact that I am just driving around and fucking up France just smashing into things and wiping out crowds do you understand? All of a sudden, becomes so much more destructive how and poisonous. Much, how much plane fuel you're wasting by repeatedly <laughs> redoing the same race against a crop dusting airplane five times in an afternoon? I actually beat that one first off. So. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, it's just fucking. It's so funny. I, I am. I'm really it enjoying is. it. But every time there's this one of these unskippable cutscenes. Well, it's about... funny too because 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 the 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 kind of like the structure of the game is that you're like in part of this like crazy car rave yeah and you yeah. get like new colored wristbands yeah. for like the farther you progress up this yeah. car rave competition thing uh-huh. and like the main hub is like this big party thing everyone's having in the middle of the country and you have to drive in and like uh-huh. I thought it was cute but like oh. if you think this See, is bad totally... they actually toned it down from the first game which is even more like yeah <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna have a party oonce, oonce, oonce. Like, and this the only like... way it could be worse is if you actually literally grind up like poor people <laughs> to like power your have vehicle. you unlocked the classical music music station no. inside the game? Because as you keep on playing, you unlock more radio stations. I've only stations. unlocked three radio stations. I never listen to music. music game, the, yeah. Any music, any racing game is I terrible. got one car what? in like one of the bucket list things where it had the classical music station unlocked and I was like, yeah, that's kind of nice. But that's when you feel super fancy because like, yeah. you're like, like Peter the Wolf is playing in the background while you're like uh, racing stuff. Anyway, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm really enjoying Forza Horizon. Thank you for letting me borrow it. Fuck Forza Horizon. Uh, they also have another thing I saw. I actually just bought... It was two weeks ago. It was only ten bucks. Uh-huh. Was something called Storm Island, which is also oh, another yeah. expansion, which is all just super crazy off road in the rain. Oh, nice. Like at dusk, nice. super crazy. So I'm fully might enjoy that because yeah. it's super just like and yeah. they give you all the you get a whole bunch of new cars and shit like that. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I think the yeah, uh, really Fast and the Furious one is is you have to pay for now too. But yeah, yeah no, sure. it's a cool little game. It's a fun. It's a fun. It's it the is. kind of driving game that I like. And the fact that you can like drive through vineyards, you can yeah. you can really just you go can anywhere. White person destroying France. Yeah, <laughs> you really are. A, a privileged nice. white American destroying um, France. It's beautiful. Have game. you gotten any of the barn finds? Because it's funny because no, they have these super rare cars that are just in these barn. They're 
even if you know where they're at, because I'll look up, like, YouTube yeah. videos. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I know it's supposed to be here, and I still can't fucking find it. It's <laughs> the bar! So, in the game, too, there are these bar finds. Mm-hmm. Essentially, what happens, you find an old busted-up car in a barn. Yeah. And you get to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But you have a lady who comes in, and like, oh, I'm going to work on this car. You just come back in two hours, and I'll have it all fixed up for you. But they have, like, you know, like, uh, James Bond's car from, like, Goldfinger. And stuff nice. Like that. So it's kind of nice, cool stuff, nice, nice. Yeah, the best part is taking your cars into the shop and, like, having buying other people's decal sets for your car. Yeah. So you can have, like, an like, I like getting old gold cars. Because, again, with the grinding that's up adorable. the poor people to make yourself yeah. seem cooler and richer. Yeah. Like, that's cool. See, mine are all blood red, so what does that say? Really? Me. Yeah. I like you. Oh, man, Andy, some of the photos you took with, like, your glasses and the... It's just, just... You had, like... Was it, like, a red dress? You had something else red on in a... Like, maybe it was just hanging out with your bandana or something like that. Oh, yeah. You look really good. The choice of red glasses with the yes, outfits son. you've been wearing recently has been a Red smart is my choice. favorite color, and that's why I got red glasses. Oh, it is your favorite color. Red, red and blue. Hence all the red cars. Red and blue are my favorite colors. Oh, you really are American. America. America. Did you watch 1776 yesterday? I did not. I watched like the first two thirds last night. And I, got tired. I uh, so yesterday, so like I said, or I didn't. I said this before the podcast. Fully, and I just got back to work this week. It was really trouble catching up all week, and I was kind of on the verge of getting sick all week. So I would work like a nine-hour day, come home, do a thing, and then go to sleep. So like by night nine, and uh, so I was just fucking exhausted this week. But um. What the fuck was I gonna say? What were we talking about? I've zoned out so completely. Shit. <laughs> how, you guys, how you guys at God home damn, doing? This is the worst podcast. You guys, you guys tell us how you guys. Um, <laughs> fuck, it's no, gone. it's been that kind of week where it's just like you kind of zone out. And you start talking. And you're like, I was saying words. I was going somewhere with that. We fuck, were talking about gone. Forza Horizon, and that's uh, oh no, is your glasses color red? Red and blue gone. are your favorite colors. Leads into your work. It's gone. What are the other pair? Cause you got you, you got two pairs of glasses, right? Is the other one just it black? It did. The other one was supposed to be blue, but they're very dark blue. To the point where they as well be black. Cause they're uh, just, so ignoring these. Have you seen the new orange is the new black? I just started watching it. Oh, we were talking about Fourth of July. So yeah, yesterday Foley was in the art in a drawing groove for the first time in like weeks. So she she's been all day drawing. I was really excited for her. But I. Uh, I didn't really want to hang out with anybody because I was kind of over people and wasn't feeling super great. Yeah. And then the neighbors across the street invited me to their 4th of July party. And they're very sweet. And How do you I say went, no? I wanted to get to know them better, but I just didn't feel like it. So I thought, you know, Foley was drawing and I was feeling kind of lonely, but I didn't really want to see anybody. So I was like, okay, I'll bike to go see Magic Mike. I'll go see that. How's that for patriotism? But I realized I didn't want to leave my house because my neighbors across the street would see that I just avoided them all day. So I was just trapped in my house all night. <laughs> It was real bad. There was some reason I was going that. That's like a really... Seinfeld episode. Uh, anyway, I started watching the first episode in or- or- of the new season of Orange. I've only caught bits and pieces all throughout the season because my housemates have been watching it. What do yeah. you think? I don't. Dad, did I even see the first episode? Oh, it was the first episode. I got halfway through. Yeah, I got halfway through the Mother News episode, and I haven't gotten that far. That's how far I've gotten. Uh, even yeah, that show. Stuff. The thing is, is that show, even when it's not very good, and it can often not be very good, it's just great to see a bunch of broads on it's the screen. It's a bunch of characters. It's like also, hanging out with a bunch. I forgot of- how dreamy Pusey is. God damn. Pusey is nice. She's got that little kind of smile, just like the casual smile. Well, she's sort of like hanging back and relaxing. Man, it freaks me on that show when Pusey is put in a situation where she's freaking out because that freaks yeah. me out because yeah. she's usually one of the coolest she's most really, collected characters on the yeah. show even yeah. though she's already got her issues and oh stuff yeah like she's that. got like, everybody's got a longer list of issues but who says and her takes my heart still, flutter like, yeah. her and um oh I can't remember Natasha Leon's character's name wait who's in- oh uh the, the drug addict lady yeah well, she's those fucking- two ladies just make my heart pitter patter <laughs> to be fair there's not too many ladies on that show who I don't think are, are, are <laughs> they're all that's cuties the they're all exactly. compelling even fucking but those two Voyager I'm like how you doing Voyager I'm like you anytime Natasha 
actually had our pussy show up. I'm like, so, <laughs> there are spoilers for the show. There's a new character who shows up. Don't, I don't want to know spoilers. Be sparing. Is this the Australian lady that everyone's all juicy for? Is that the thing now? Because I just, she just showed up last night. I follow uh, 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 some lesbian tumblers and they're all like, what's her name? Ruby, Ruby, whatever. Like, Australian lady. She could... Yeah, she just showed up in the episode I saw yesterday for yeah. 10 seconds. I was like, oh, that's kind of a striking looking lady because she's like mm-hmm. some kind of crazy androgynous lady. Yeah. She opens yeah, her mouth and I was like, oh, Foley would love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Foley doesn't uh, like orange and black because it makes her too anxious. Well, yeah, which makes sense because that is an anxious. all about women that's dealing the point with of the show. fucked up situations and all sorts of ranging abuses. Well, it's getting a little more sitcom-y a little bit because. Well, it's always had those elements to yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you know. It is. It is. It is very much like melodrama in the least. Um, condescending way to Orange say that. Orange New Black is kind of like comfort food, a kind of aggravating, like agitating comfort food, because it is an anxiety kind of filled show, mm-hmm. or at least tinned show. But it's yeah. the characters are so great just to kind of like essentially hang out with. Yeah. So, yeah. well, you saw like half the episode. I saw like, half of what? Well, no, no, no. Then a friend came over to go buy me a kiddie pool, so I just saw watching it. Oh, okay. But it's, it, I have to watch it when Foley's not around because it makes her anxious. Uh-huh. So, then I just, you know, like, Pusey shows up and I just start <laughs> giggling in my living room. Oh, that's, <laughs> so. that, that's one of the Pusey. Man, I'm super bummed because. Oh, this is the other realization I had this week because I uh, also thought, who's the lady with the the, the, the Brooklyn accent in that in that show? She's the crazy oh, one her, who makeup yeah, yeah. Morello, I think. Yeah, Morello. I thought yeah. she was hot, and then I was thinking about how well, I was playing Batman a... Arkham Knight this yeah. week, and like Harley Quinn shows, I'm like, oh, like like I always thought that that accent on her was hot, and I got to thinking this week, it's all because of fucking Ellen Green. Have you ever seen The Little Shop of Horrors? Uh, the the movie or the the musical the I, play I, or anything like that. A long time ago, a long long. She's time got that ago. accent. I realized yeah. as a kid that damaged me in a certain way. We got a lady with that kind of uh, accent. I'm it's like, like oh, yeah, that kind of, like <laughs> that's I, yeah. adorable, Bill. That I just processed between watching Wars and New Black playing yeah. Batman and actually there was news that uh, Ellen Green from that uh, yeah. Little Shop of Horse. She's still in. She originated that role when Little uh-huh. Shop of Horse started as a stage uh, production, like back in 1980. Mm-hmm. It's 2015 now. She's still playing that same character. Seriously, it's supposed to be like. Kind a 25 year old blonde yeah. bombshell and yeah. she still looks like well she doesn't look like she's 25 but she's still playing that same role and she's that's still a bombshell awesome. that's well, awesome. she was in Pushing Daisies I don't know if you remember who she she oh. played one of the crazy sisters yeah okay the yeah. two sisters yeah. Yeah. yeah and she sung sometimes with uh, so I watched all two episodes of that show and hated everyone I know exactly. of it, so I don't know if you remember but yeah I so. remember but uh, Batman Arkham Knight she was the one without an eye patch yes Bill oh. did Justin McElroy just le- steer you wrong I think what, Justin McElroy, he bought something at Cheats that made him <laughs> skewed his... Oh, uh, Batman Arkham Knight is not a... It's not a good game. It's not a terrible game. Have you played the other Batman games? I played... You played the first one. I didn't realize there's four of those yeah. games now. So, because I guess the same studio who made this game and the first game, they made three games, but I guess, like, they were... It, this this latest game took so mm-hmm. long that, like, WB got another studio just to make, a, like, make up a third game mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, mm-hmm. so... It's yeah. So I played the first game, Arkham Asylum. I I probably talked about this on the podcast like uh, last week. I played the first game, and yeah, my file save file got corrupted, so I only mm-hmm. played through halfway through the game. I got up to the point where we're supposed to be like fighting like poison ivy. Yeah. And so I got my fill, and I was like, okay, that's fine. But then I kind of skipped all the other games because I figured that's yeah. I got my just with the first yeah. game. But then everyone's like, this new game just came out. Everyone's yeah. like. 
Why so good? And they got just mostly because yeah. of Just Macro gave yeah. it a perfect ten, yeah. especially because everyone else kind of gave it pretty good reviews, but yeah. not sparkling. But I'm like, yeah. Justin Macro, he's my boy. I'm gonna, I get, yeah. he gets a, a perfect ten. Yeah, I gotta check that shit yeah. out. Oh, of course, I'd finished all my other games too. Yeah. So I was like, why not? And it's mostly you are just in the Batmobile all the time doing tank combat with people, mm. which is not what you think Batman is. Mm-mm. And the story, which I thought I mentioned that last week, but I finally finished the game just last night. And the story is really weird because they do a lot to break a lot of the characters and, like, fuck up the Batman world. Mm -hmm. But then they really hit the reset button really hard by the end of the game where Mm -hmm. everything's back to the status quo. Oh, it sucks. And it was... The story's not great or perfect. I think this is the first Batman game in the series that's not written by Paul Dini. Uh Uh-huh. Which that's a lot of these games got a lot of credit for in the past because, you know... Yeah, he wrote... For those at home, he wrote a lot of... He was, like, the showrunner at Batman the Animated Series. He created Harley Quinn. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. uh, practically. And so he, yeah, he was really in his element writing these games. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it's the first of those games that actually, I think it's like Jeff Johns or somebody like that, kind of like didn't even write the game, but just what it would like, just just said, okay, well maybe you should do that or something like that. But yeah, no, it's it's just it's hard to talk about without any spoilers or anything yeah, like that. I don't care. It's should I go? Into oh spoilers? wait, no, I guess someone listening at home. I, I, I guess should, there are other. You people. might be, you might find this so okay. Spoilers for Arkham Knight. Uh huh. Uh, okay, so Batman's, uh, so Joker is living inside your brain, because Joker got, what did you just do? Um, I'm taking this out so I can remember to talk to you about it after the podcast. You have, uh, you have overlamped your light, that's a fire hazard. Really? Yeah. Wait, so the light bulb that was in that lamp was too powerful for that lamp? It's a fire hazard. Oh, what, what's the, uh, voltage on it's that a, lamp? It's a, it's a 60 watt max, and that's a 75 watt. I'm not dead, thank you. I'm just, no, I'm knocking you! I'm a resident light bulb nerd, so... Well, like, uh, worst case scenario, you destroy your lamp, yeah. and you may... I'll just have to get some sexy wild bulbs. Anyway, so, uh, uh, the Joker is living in Batman's head, because uh, Batman gets hit by some fear dust. I figured that, like, the way that game... Like, the trailer of this, like, showing Bat, uh, Joker's, like, pyre or whatever, I was like, oh, Joker's obviously gonna come He's actually super... De- it's interesting that that's an interesting way to bring him back, uh-huh. while still keeping him dead. That is one thing this game does, is... The Joker really never comes back to life. Oh, he's good. still yeah. even at the end of the game. It's just he's he's yeah he it, he doesn't suddenly get like revived by somebody sure. or something like that. Uh, so the idea is uh, Scarecrow has you know, well you know all these characters from the yeah. Batman. See this is the thing because I'm not I know, that familiar um, with the them. Batman universe. Yeah, I know. And if you know the Batman animated series, you might as well think of these are pretty much the same characters just in video. Well, game Scarecrow form. shows up in the fucking Christopher Knight. Or Christopher Nolan. Oh, movies. that's right, exactly too. So okay, so Scarecrow decides he's going to attack our uh, Gotham and fuck everything up with this new character called the Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. Who uh, so Scarecrow is kind of working by himself, but he does have this like super powerful fear toxin that he wants to pollute the whole city with, and he's able to fuck up Gotham really well because he's working with this super militarized Arkham Knight character mm-hmm. who somehow has this giant army filled with like millions of guys and a bunch of automated tanks and stuff, and so they work together to. Uh, not only invade Gotham, but fill it up with, like, this fear dust that turns, makes everyone go crazy and try to kill each other. Um, fortunately, uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon is able to get most of the, the good people out of town, so mm-hmm. when you start the game, it's just bad guys. Well, this is justification for why there's no people on the streets, yeah. so you can pretty much, like, shoot and blow up stuff and yeah. no one really cares. Yeah. And so, start off the game, so it's just you, uh, just by yourself, trying to clear the streets of uh, the, the guys from, you know, Scarecrow and the Arkham mm-hmm. Knight. And um, at some point, your only real ally in the game is Barbara Gordon, who is Commissioner mm-hmm. Gordon's daughter. Who mm-hmm. was she, Batgirl? She was Batgirl. Is she in a wheelchair? Is she yeah, it does. It does the whole killing joke thing where she's she's the Oracle. Oracle. She's in a wheelchair. Is. She's helping you yeah. out. She's essentially your um, not Siri. Who's the lady from uh, Master Effect? <laughs> Master Effect. 
No, she is your Siri. She is your Siri. She's not, not your She's Siri. She's the person you were like, hey, Barbara Gordon, <sighs> I'm by the donut shop. What kind of donuts do they got? I want to go in there, but I want to freak them out. I just want to, could you go, could, Barbara Gordon, could you get in a wheelchair and go in and buy the donuts for me? Because, like, I don't want them, they might think I'm Bruce Gordon if they recognize me. What's his name, Bruce Gordon? Bruce Willis? <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne? Bruce Willis. <laughs> Barbara Gordon gets kidnapped. Mm-hmm. You spend, oh, like, half the game... Well, that's the other thing, too, because it's one of the uh-huh. few female... Oh, well, I, well, I mentioned last week, the first thing you really do in the game is pick up uh, Poison Ivy and her little planties, planties yeah. running around. And then Barbara Gordon gets kidnapped. Yeah. Jim Gordon's all like, rah, 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 my daughter, why didn't you protect my daughter? Well, he doesn't even know that she's working for... Because he thinks his daughter's just crippled and, like, staying at home watching Orson the New Black. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know that she's, like, working with you and putting yourself in a yeah. position of danger by yeah. working for Batman. And so you have to go to Commissioner Gordon and say, um, <laughs> daughter got kidnapped. And he's like, why'd she get kidnapped? And like, uh, she's been secretly working for me for years. And she's like, fuck you, Batman. Yeah. So you get, Jim Gordon's already on your ass about that yeah. stuff. You find, you spend half the game looking for Jim, uh, for, for, for Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. Not only are you looking for Barbara Gordon, just going for, you're looking over this warehouse, looking over that donut shop. <laughs> well, if she hears. And, really, and half the time you're looking for it by being in the car, by blowing up other at the tanks with the Batmobile it turns into a tank and that's yeah. so funny like how is this looking for Barbara Gordon yeah <laughs> just, blowing, just getting into f- tank fights in the street yeah. for like hours on end yeah does not feel like a Batman game yeah you think you're the world's greatest detective you're looking for your friend to yeah. get kidnapped you'd be doing some detective no yeah. just, you just go drive around eh yeah. I got boost to blow that place up I gotta blow yeah. it you know, so it's just kinda like this. there's a disconnect between the gameplay and the story and so, and this whole time because you got the Joker living in your brain because you got hit, hit, hit Batman got hit by fear toxin mm-hmm. and so he's seeing visions and stuff like that and so um, yeah the Joker shows up as a figment of his imagination just kind mm-hmm. of fucking with him and so you spend literally it's like five or six hours of the game looking for uh, Barbara Gordon well the Joker's like ah she's dead she's gotta be she's blown up every time literally you'll turn around and there'll be no one in the room. You'll turn around. Joker will be there fucking mm-hmm. with you about stuff. And they kind of pull that trick over and over again to the mm, point where it's no longer it's just, interesting. Yeah. It's just repetitive. Yeah. You finally find Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon is... Scarecrow shows up, injects her with uh, fear toxin. She goes crazy. Shoots herself in the head. Fuck this game. Fuck That's it. like the midpoint of the game. Fuck it. She's fucking dead. Fuck it. Never Spoilers play the fucking game. For Arkham Asylum. Fucking fuck. Fuck. Fuck that and game. it is like you're sitting there going, "Wow, they went there with it." You're thinking this, is, and like you still got the Arkham Knight and Scarecrow on your ass. You got the Joker talking to you, like, like you, you see Barbara Gordon. She kills herself in front of you, and the Joker's like a laughing, dancing around her corpse and stuff like that. And it's like the stakes. They do a good job raising the stakes. I mean, what? abstractly, that's a daring move. Yeah, abstractly, but fuck, fuck you, kill one of your three female characters to motivate your brooding male Right after that, you have to go find Harley Quinn, who's got, like, tight little butt pants uh-huh. on. You have to beat her up and then sling her over her shoulder. So you're walking around this whole part of Fuck the game with game. Her, her her shiny, like, Velcro butt. Fuck this game. And it's just like... It can- also, wow. Catwoman can't help you because... Uh, Riddler has captured her and put her in a basement with like a shot collar that'll blow up on this and you have to do a bunch of driving puzzles you know to what rescue I want? her. You know what I want? I want, because uh, one of the things about uh, Batman the Animated Series so great was that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy were like roommates. Yeah. I want I would want a Batman game where Batman is captured and you go between Poison Ivy and uh, Harley Quinn. Annie, if you pre-order this game at GameStop. You do oh, get fuck. a Harley... There is some kind of Harley, no. playable Harley... No. Harley. See, that's you're, not you're what trying I'm to saying. Rescue, uh, uh, what are you talking about? This game's not <laughs> No, I think you're trying to rescue Poison Ivy from, like, the, the Scarecrow or something like that, but it's not It's not what you 
once. No, but you do get to play as, as Harley Quinn for 10 seconds. But it's still just her like, nah, 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 just, nah. and she's still in a slutty French maid outfit. We live outfit. in the era of girl lead DLC, and it's better than nothing, but it's still in No, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but like no, that's, but that's so, defenders of this game will say that. But, but if you pre-order this game and right get this DLC. It's right up there with Infamous, and frankly, with <sighs> The Last of Us. With, yeah, I didn't like, think about that. Yeah. Fucking Shadow of Mordor, it's girl DLC. They don't put it on the burger, but they'll put it on the fries, yeah. which is kind of, come on, guys. The burger's I mean, went here. It's better than not being on the plate, but... Well, so, this is the other thing. So, at least, at least it's, it's, it's problematic, but at least it's interesting what they did. And at some point, I was kind of wondering, because a lot of the other characters get killed and fucked up in this game, yeah. and I'm kind of wondering, like... Uh, how much license they had to kill and fuck up the characters because they already killed off the Joker, so it yeah. seems like they can do all kinds of stuff. And I was kind of wondering, like, how much license DC gave this company in this game mm. in order to fuck up this because it's just a pocket video game. Yeah, they've yeah. already explicitly stated yeah, these characters canon, in these games. Quote. Yeah, it's not like these like are supposed to. Even though, like, you know, they're all reflective of, of events right. that have happened in the comics. It's not supposed to be retroactive continuity where if they yeah. kill off Barbara Gordon in this comic that she's dead or in this game she's dead in the comics or anything like that. And all this other fucked up shit happens, and at the end you find out everything that bad happened. Bad that has Was it just a dream part of the fear serum? Exactly! And Barbara Gordon, literally, she's like, she's like, hey guys, how you doing? I'm Barbara Gordon, I'm still alive. Which is kind of fucked up because, like, after Barbara Gordon is dead, you have to go to Jim Gordon and be like, hey Jim Gordon, you know how it was fucked up when I when when your daughter was working for me and I didn't tell you? Like, I guess I should tell you she did now, too. And Jim Gordon freaks out. He disappears for half the game because he suddenly decides he's going to go kill Scarecrow. And, again, 20 hours later, you finally catch up to him, and that's when Barbara Gordon like, shows up and says, ah! Just how you doing? Just and it's joking. just like, fuck that yeah, game. Fuck games. that game. Video games. The final made for me. <laughs> I know. The, the final boss battle, though, is. Um, well, this is another thing where they kind of break their toys a little bit, too, which uh, this actually does stick. Is Scarecrow does force you into um, submitting to Scarecrow show up and, like, take your mask off and show all of Gotham who you are. He actually has a live. Uh, camera that shows you know that side in news feeds all, all around the city so everyone finds out that bruce wayne is is, is that for real or is that part of your fever dream no this is actually once you've solved the, the the fever dream and stuff so this is actually something that sticks but then batman goes home and blows up his house so everyone thinks he's dead <laughs> that although you always see that if you get if you 100 percent the game so when you beat the game last yeah. thing you actually do is after you get demasked you have to fight the joker there's a battle inside of your own brain uh-huh. where you actually play yeah. as the joker for a while and you're That's blowing stuff up and you're kind of crazy but then yeah. like it's like it's this whole thing about like the joker coming to terms with the things he's scared of and the big thing he's scared of is being forgotten yeah. and batman has this big battle where him where the bat- batman wins by saying i want to forget about you joker you only live because you're inside my brain now even now i'm gonna forget about that and the joker's like no and so batman puts him in his brain inside a jail in a cage jail, yeah puts him, puts him in that's jail inside his brain bullshit. yeah and so that's how he beats over and that's the end of the game <laughs> except it's weird because in the game if you don't 100 percent it you do that thing you essentially put joker in brain jail <laughs> yeah and you go and, and then you stand up on top of a building and you're like yes I complete the game. There's no end. Yeah. There's no end credits or even yeah. like a big end cutscene. It's just like I have done the thing. <laughs> and that was really interesting because it just says it's a little sign pops up that says if you want to start new game plus now go yeah. to the menu do this. But yeah. it's interesting that there's new credits don't roll unless you 100% the game. They pretty much say you've got all the side quest stuff yeah. left to do. Uh, Batman gets in touch with Alfred and says, "Hey, there's this Nightfall protocol I want to enact, but only after I've cleaned up the rest of the city. Yeah. After I've only done all the other side quests." <laughs> And so if you do this like side quest, that's when you get the actual like cinematic of Batman yeah. goes home, blows up his house, tricks everyone with thinking he's dead, 
and that's when you get credits. I haven't seen that, but I looked it up on YouTube. Because yeah. I was wondering, I was like, is there yeah. like an actual ending yeah. to this game? Because the game stops. But, yeah. I mean, you do beat everybody. Yeah. But also, Arkham Knight is, turns out to be Jason Todd, who used to be one of the Robins. Yeah, he was I think one of the Robins, he was right? the one who got killed by Reader Vote in the like, early I don't 90s. Give a shit. <laughs> but he, he's angry because, like, Batman thought he was dead. Him. Yeah, I don't know. So he's out to get just like. Who cares? So. So speaking of games that are made for me and disappointing endings, (laughs) uh, disappointing secret endings. Um, uh, So last night when I was having my, I I was like sitting there and laying, feeling trapped in my house. I was like, I want to play a video game, but I don't like to play on my computer because I'm at my work, my current job. I'm on my computer nine hours a day and I just don't want to come home and be on my computer for fun, which is why I love my console. This is why you play Fallout Shelter, right? (laughs) Exactly. I uh, Fallout Shelter won't open for me. I had like 140 um, citizens and it crashed. <sighs> How and it do you get so many people? You're just, such an efficient overlord. It's really good overlord. Because even my new game, I've only got and they're, I just they're got like 95 percent people. happy too, dude. Oh my god! I was really good at it, and the game crashed. Oh. And I'm like, I spent like 10 bucks on this. Is on your boxes. Android phone, right? Uh, no, it's not out for Android. It's on my iPad. Okay. Apparently, there's some known bug where if you are disconnected from the internet and then you connect to the internet, your mm. your iPad. See, launch boxes are half half prices. I'm not fucking so putting any money on that game again. No, so it can crash again. Fuck no. Anyway, my point is, is that I was laying there. I was like, well, I want to play a game, but I don't want to play. There's nothing on the console. I want to play a game that's for me, like that's really oriented towards me. So I was like, I realized, oh, I hadn't completed, um, I hadn't hundred percented, um, Starfighter Eclipse. And, uh, which was, uh, is, is that a, an iPad? it's, uh, what's really interesting is it's a web-based visual novel, so you can play it on your computer, oh, so as long as you your have iPad, a browser, your, yeah. your Android, and what's, or your phone. What's really nice is that you're safe, it's all online, so you can switch between those. Yeah, exactly, three. yeah. And, um, the whole concept behind this, this video, visual novel engine is that the iPad is the perfect engine on which to play visual novels, which is true. So I was like, oh, there are some routes I haven't finished on uh, Starfighter Eclipse. So I went back, and a lot of times visual novels will do this thing where you only unlock the real ending after you've pursued every love interest. Yeah. And I didn't. That didn't even occur to me. It's just that the there were two the two love interests I was most interested with that were left were the ones I was most intrigued by. But there's one that's the hardest to get, Deimos. And then there's Kane, who was most my type. So I'm like, I'm gonna go <laughs> and. Um, kiss those boys for the 4th of July. And, um, so I got all those routes and then I was like, oh, I think I can unlock the secret ending now. So I pulled up a walkthrough and I did it. <laughs> so this game, it's so fun because I really enjoy Starfighter Eclipse. The, the sound design is really good. The music is really good. Aesthetically, it's really So is really this like nice. a sci-fi themed dating sim? It's a, it's based off a, um, uh, Yaoi webcomic called okay, Starfighter. Yeah. Where, yeah, you are, uh, you're a, uh. You know there's minion Yaoi. <laughs> Fuck. God, Dylan and I were trying up. to look up the worst shut minion up. stuff. No, shut up. Don't use the M word around me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, you play a, uh, it's in this sci-fi setting where there are, uh, these, um, youthful, they're like, uh, teens are paired up. There's a fighter and a navigator or like these fighter ships. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember you talking about this. Yeah, the pairing system. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, uh, the ga- I really enjoy the game. It's a solid little game, and it's really appealing and everything, and uh, the art is really good, and like I said, the music is great. But um, the whole, the kind of the MacGuffin is that your sister has gone missing, and that was why you enlisted in this service, is yeah. that your sister went missing, and you want to find her. And um, over the course of the game, it becomes clear that the event that occurs to you and your ship is what happened to her and her ship. 
And uh, when you <laughs> banging every boy in the universe, well, except for that, but the uh, the non-sexual parts yeah, exactly, of the yeah. game happen. So, um, uh, and, and depending on the route, there's one route where it's obviously the canon quote unquote route is that you get with your navigator, mm-hmm. and it's the navigator is like, I'm gonna help you find your sister. I will help, and he he says he's like, I will help you get closure. And I finish that route, and you don't get closure. And I was like, what the fuck, video game? So finally, I'm like, oh, I can unlock the secret ending, and I follow the path for a secret ending. And literally, the game, the game ends with, you're out. This game was kickstarted, yeah. I should say. And one of the tiers was, you can create your own team. And it's very clear that you're like, you're out, and you get this distress signal or whatever. And these um, you, you make contact with these um, these fighter and navigator pairings on these ships. Uh, who And it's not really clear what they were doing or where they've been hanging yeah, out. They just show up out of the blue. They yeah. show up, and one shows up, they're like, hi, we're very clearly the user-generated <laughs> uh, fighter pair. Hello. This is a secret ending? This is a secret ending. And then Are they literally, hot? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then literally your sister shows up and says, hi, that time you found me wink and roll the credits that's it you find her that's it so was the game that had enough dramatic weight that that like well no it's not it because if that... it's kind of quirky and off the cuff i can see that ending working but it's a really thing it's like there's kind of i feel like there are two philosophies with video games it's like if if an e- secret ending takes a lot of work to get to it maybe you shouldn't put too much work into it or it shouldn't be that much because so few people will see it but, and on the other hand, technically, they're, like, you solved the mystery of what happened. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's not like there's any more to do, but it was just, it's just, like, yeah, kind of such a letdown. It's out of story, yeah. like, if only I could find my sister. I found her. Thanks for playing, everybody. Yeah, See a bunch of other bozos, yeah. It was so funny. It was pretty, it was honestly kind of it's funny. Like if the, I really love that game, though. It's, it's so good. It's like if the secret ending for, like, Super Mario World was like, okay, now you found these extra sexy Yoshis <laughs> on the side, but it's just kind of like, okay, what's the point? It's yeah. just Yoshis with tits. That's, That's all it is. It's weird that they, so they took away the sister into the secret ending, though. You don't even see her, yeah. like, in the normal ending? Well, you see, like, you that's have memories the whole point of, of the game. You have memories of but her. But still, if you think well, that's Well, and it's, like, be... foreshadowing to what happens to you, and then you realize that what happened to her happened to you. And, and through these dreams, she sort of warns you of what happened. Oh, okay. Happened. So it's, like, it's a really, I really like this game a lot. And if you, any listeners who like visual novels and um, don't mind um, dick touches, I uh, highly recommend it. But, yeah. Just... Is it all just, uh, can you choose the gender if you're a playable character? No. It's, a, it's just it's whoever a you are, just, like, just You dating. play a character named Helios. Okay. It's very much so you are a person in a place. And also, all well, the dateable characters is, are dudes? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a yaoi thing. But the, my favorite ending was actually one where you just become best friends with Kane, who is the bad boy, and, yeah. uh, like, the violent, like, guy from, he's from the, one of the two main characters from the webcomic. Yeah. And, but you could, there's a route where you just become besties with him and you're just like gross. <laughs> and that was actually, and it's the one route that has no sexual outcome whatsoever. And that was actually my favorite route. You're just going condom shopping I was like, he was just like, you're just my best bro. And you have like kind of a platonic smooch. And then it's like, that cane, nobody likes him, but we're pals. And I think we're going to be pals for a long time. It was actually the best ending possible. If uh, any of you play, have played Starfighter Eclipse, uh, Google, uh, go on Tumblr and find cane fluffy ending. <laughs> it's, it's the best one by far. Oh, how much fucking, work did you have to put into that last night? Uh, oh, I did it. Played it for like an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Like it's just. But anyway, so you didn't that, play. That game is actually of all the Kickstarters I have backed. I think that is the Kickstarter that I'm most pleased with. How much did you throw on? Uh, like I think I I can't remember. I did like twenty bucks. Just enough to get the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I tend to back Kickstarters that 
I'm like, ah, you're cute. You vote with your money. You vote with your money, not not so worried about getting the product. Exactly, yeah. and uh, like I've I've backed a lot of visual novels that I have no intention of playing, but Starfighter Eclipse, I was like, yeah. And they said that they're going to work on anything new anytime soon. They, well, the same uh, Date Nido is working on another. <laughs> Date Nido is the company. The same of the company. It's real cute. <laughs> they're working on another game uh, with the same engine called Hustle Cat. That's a little more. Um, uh, gender binary, which is kind of cool. Okay. So, um, but yeah. Gender binary is what everyone just. The hell is Gen- gender binary? Dude, it's like not necessarily uh, gender associated. People who don't necessarily identify with a particular gender. So it's more like your face. The people like it's I'm just, lost to see. I know. I, I know. Like, just yeah. it's 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 you know it's just I'm like it's very I'm I'm I, I'm gonna gender binary is named my new science fiction. We're game. gonna stop talking about this. Bill, tell me about her story. Uh so yeah, you did. Have you heard about her story? I have, and I want to play it. It just sounds like it's best played on the computer, and I don't want to play video games on my computer. That, well, that's because I bought it on iPad. It's only five bucks, regardless yeah. what platform you. But I bought it for the iPad, and I realized there was gonna be like typing involved i was like uh-huh. and also the interface is obviously it's supposed to be like a 1995 era computer yeah like yeah, yeah. it's got this like fake like windows 95 like teal background and stuff like that and yeah. they even have a filter that you can turn it on or off that kind of creates like this like reflect- a crt yeah like a crt like screen like reflections of like lights behind you oh like, nice and like like the screen's kind of blown like so bubbled just to, out just to pause for a second her story is a kind of a visual novel screen but ultimately you play you're it's like set in the 90s and you, you were reviewing out. like you're let me see if i get this you're yeah. reviewing transcripts of a woman who was accused of a crime no it's it's two girls one of them is, is a cowboy the Stop. other one's this astronaut <laughs> it's her story and there's there's like they learned they're, they're, they're opposite ends uh-huh. of their personalities but they learn to work together at That's the end so wonderful. for the benefit of the boy who owns them it's a really <laughs> fucked up game andy it's her story <laughs> this joke on Twitter. I was like, oh, I love... But I, I, where I was like, I thought her story was pretty good, but it doesn't match the end of her story three where almost all the hers get blo- burned to death in a, that, in a that fire. That joke is better. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'm going to tweet this right now. Oh, that's so sad. But, uh, yeah, that, that's exactly what... You, you've solved her story then. Well, I just know that it's like, it's supposed to be more about like the experience than necessarily the... yeah there's no supposedly uh, so yeah um you're sifting through uh the records uh the videotape deposition of this lady who is being accused of her husband's murder mm-hmm. and um the idea is that i think you're supposed to be going through it i don't know if it's supposed to be current day or sometime in the last decade but you're supposed to be for some reason you're sorting through these files okay and um the, the game starts up there's like a little readme file up on the desktop that you're uh-huh. on the fake desktop that you're using that says Hey, like, hey, we found these files in case you want to sort through them. We've lost some of the files in a flood like 10 years ago, but these are mm-hmm. all from like 1995. If, for whatever reason you want to check these out, go ahead. And so, yeah, you're essentially just uh, presented with this uh, tiny little search engine that you have to search through all these video files through hmm. just to kind of understand what this lady's story was for her deposition. Yeah. And uh, the files are kind of broke up anywhere from like like five second to like two minute chunks of her just talking about different points of her deposition because she was brought in and in, 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 interviewed by the cops. This is all in England, too. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of like, like the cops interviewing her have that those weird hats like Mary Poppins <laughs> blocking like the camera. Ah, I always do this thing. Um, yeah, exactly. She's like... right by the bobbies. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, she's a British lady being accused of uh, murdering her husband, and you're trying to figure out whether or not she did it or not. And uh, yeah, just looking through her testimony, trying to figure out what the story is. And there is I supposedly if you get through play enough of the videos. 
you'll get like some little chat window will pop up and say, "Hey, do you think you're done?" And essentially, that's the end of the game. So yeah. they're just saying like, and there's n nothing that happens that I believe because I never actually even got that far. I, mm -hmm. I, I played for about an hour and I got the gist of what the story was. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so... this sounds like more like my kind of game than your kind of game. Yeah, no, it's still really cool, well, especially with me because I've done a lot of data entry jobs and stuff. Yeah, like that. and so if you're that's like the Bill and I spent some time working for a, a legal company where we were ent essentially entering doing data entry on depositions. And you're looking for <laughs> files and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm like, and it, it's it's a very light version of that because really yeah. you're just like presented with like this 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 search window. And so Bill and I have a very unique window. <laughs> and so you're kind of used to like by piecing together like stuff that happened for like yeah. from different documents at different yeah. times and stuff like that. So that's kind of like the gist of this game. There's no real game. It's just a story that you're trying to piece together yeah. using these little, like, essentially, yeah. like, a bunch of puzzle pieces that have dished out onto a it's, table and you're trying to put not, them back together. It sounds like the FMV um, version of uh, Analog Hate Story. It really is kind of like that, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, really the only uh, of uh, speaking character on the whole thing is Lady who's being interviewed, who's, uh, the, the acting is the acting and the writing, the actual mystery is not that interesting, but it's still just, it's, a, it's more about the experience. It's interesting, yeah, it's more about the experience and it's an interesting game experiment, especially yeah. because who the fuck does a full motion video for anything these days? And yeah. the fact that it's like this little murder mystery. Yeah. Like I said, it's only five bucks. You can play it just fine on an iPad. But because it's done up to be like like a computer terminal, yeah, I'd want to play there's that something funny computer. about actually playing it on a computer, especially yeah. if you are doing a lot of typing because that's how you look for different videos is yeah. um, the idea is that every word she's uttered in any of her de depositions has been transcribed. Sure. And so all you have to do is type in like any word you think she might say. Bill, did you type in butts? Oh, the first thing I did... Oh, I typed in everything, because after a while, I was like... And some of, the things, the, some of the things I typed in there as a joke came up, and I was yeah. like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, yeah. yeah, so... And there's different ways, you know, like, you could... I don't Nothing know, would break the reality of that, like, going to a touchscreen and then having the iPad keyboard pop yeah, up. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Is that that's why I wanted to play on the computer, especially at the ticky-tacky yeah. of, like, typing yeah. on the keyboard. Like, yeah. there's a little bit of an immersive... Ideally, yeah. if you have a Windows 95 computer... Exactly, You would just yeah. put this up on there if you wanted to, <laughs> if, it, if it, you would even execute. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a cool little game. It's fun. Five yeah, bucks, and it's, it's just a little experiment. It I don't want to like talk my, it up too it much. Like my but kind of jam. The only thing I thought was weird about the game is there's a part where she breaks out a guitar and starts singing. <laughs> and actually, her bringing out the, uh, the guitar and starts singing, her the lyrics in that, I caught something that actually cracked the game open a lot oh. faster than I think I should have. Because I figured everything out within an hour. Uh -huh. Whereas everyone else I've, I've seen talk about, like, it took them a couple hours. Well, Bill, it's because, with again, me. you have been strategically trained yeah, and with so, your years well, of data Knowing that I could search on anything that comes out of her mouth, yeah. anytime she's talking, I'm just waiting for, like, keywords to pop yeah. up especially yeah. if you know how like murder mysteries and sure. stuff are written yeah you could you, you could w work your way around this game like yeah. real quick yeah. but it's still cool it's, it's yeah. five bucks it's yeah. as much as a fucking well, it's like, it's like sandwich. Gone home. technically you can be gone home in three minutes yeah but that's but not the really point it's about, about the experience, like, the experience. Yeah. yeah oh man i saw carla at your wedding yeah and, and somebody else we knew that had didn't know who carla was uh -huh. i was like oh yeah carla she made uh like a three-minute video game that was super popular last summer <laughs> she, 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 that look she kind of gave me was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the Christmas duck. Yeah, oh, so. Um, who are the people? I love those people. What else happened? I had a really good wedding. Uh, what else? Uh, what we do in the shadows. Have you heard about this? Vampire comedy? Oh, Brenna keeps trying to get me to watch this. It's, I don't know if you'll like it. Well, I have a really... The reason why I haven't watched it is because I have really low tolerance for vampires. Yeah. Which this movie makes fun of. I know, yeah. But at the same time, the movie's nothing... 
is all the characters in the movie are just really sad sacks, yeah. which is kind of like that's yeah. not your kind of cup because it really well, is just how sad the, and pathetic these it's vampires are. It's one of the Flight are. of Concord guys, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's co-written in I think I don't know if it's directed by, but yeah, it's it's a Jermaine Clements mm-hmm. kind of like the, the 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 popular guy from Flight of the Concord, mm-hmm. not the other guy who was in Lord of the Rings, but the bearded guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays one of four uh, uh vampire housemates who live in Wellington, New Zealand. And uh, each vampire is like a slightly different era of vampire. He plays essentially the Bram Stoker's Dracula, sexy, yeah. like bearded Dracula, who's super mm-hmm. powerful. And, blah. and they have a housemate called Peter, who's the old 8,000-year-old Nosferatu vampire, lives in the basement, doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah. It's pretty much Bill Mudrin. <laughs> and there's like a, a, a kind of like more of a fey interview with a vampire, kind of dandy, kind of really mm-hmm. fussy guy. And he's actually my favorite character. And it's just about them, like, it's just like 90 minutes of them just like living their lives as housemates, trying to go out yeah. on the town and have fun. And, yeah. Like hanging out with some of the other vampires, yeah. and, and they they run into werewolves and shit like that. And it's just it's not like laugh out loud, like knee slappingly hilarious. Because the yeah. first time I saw it, it was kind of slow. And it's more just like kind of slightly kind of charming. If you watch it multiple times, that's what. So Dylan, I was t- 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 talking to Dylan about it this weekend, and we watched it. I was like, well, it's, it's pretty cute. You might want to check out because Dylan's famous for her Bite Me comic, which is about yeah. vampires and and, and yeah. ridiculousness of being a vampire. And this yeah. movie's largely about that. And I was like, on oh, a second viewing, just getting the vibe the characters again yeah, it's yeah. kind of like like yeah it's 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 like it's a special spinal tap for vampires yeah yeah yeah. and it's it's more cute like i said than funny but yeah watching it again kind of gotta get into that vibe it is kind of these characters are so pathetic it's kind of funny <laughs> to go back to them and see yeah. them again because like yeah especially yeah i don't know pathetic vampires i might get in uh yeah so it's on itunes i don't think it's out on blu-ray or dvd yet i don't think it's on netflix or anything too even though it came out like overseas like a year ago it's still yeah, it slowly making its way is that what it was? Mm-hmm. I th- maybe it was Kickstarter for distribution. I can see that because the like whole that. movies are really shot in one house for like five dollars. <laughs> There's a couple. Oh, man, there is. They have a bat fight. <laughs> Two of the characters turn to the bats and fight. <laughs> just like, bat fight. Ah, it's just I don't know. It's like, yeah, not like these little hilarious, but it is just kind of yeah, I don't know. Sad time. sack. Yeah, Dylan time. was watching it, and there's a point where uh, the uh, a, a gang of uh, werewolves kind of like threaten the vampires. Mm-hmm. She's like, this movie's just about failed masculinity, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much you'll get into that. It's, especially because it's vampires. You can just talk about vampires, but it's poking fun at vampires, but also like in I a loving way. It's not just like, vampires. it's Fuck. cute. Uh, the only game I really played this week, other than Forza Horizon 2, was I played the most recent episode of uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Mm-hmm. That game just continues to just be a really goofy, fun... Thing. How many episodes are out now? I think they're on three. Okay. Three? three. Do they do five episodes for, yeah, for everything? That's their yeah, their thing is a season. It's funny because it's just, you know, I don't care. I, I, I'm going to say the same thing I say every time. I don't, I never really liked Borderlands games, but this is fun in that you're, the Borderlands games are about being such an overpowered badass. Yeah. And, but in a ridiculous way. Or in this I game, s- the whole point is that you're an underpowered, like, accountant or a con woman. Yeah. And uh, the voice You can switch out between so the good. two characters. It's not like you the, choose one of the characters. The narrative to play splits. Us. Okay, yeah. So you, you pop. Is the account lady, is that voiced by Ellie from Last of Us? No. Uh, she's she in the voice in. Um, uh, she does a voice of a robot in the game, apparently. Oh, okay. I haven't come across her, I don't think. Cause... But uh, she's doing a voice in that fucking Minecraft game. Which that, that we'll talk about Tell that later. Well, I looked up her credits to see what else she'd been in lately. Because, like, oh, well, I saw the, the trailer and I just wanted to make sure it was her. Because it sounds like Ellie. And I saw that she had popped up in, in one of her credits mm-hmm. is Tales from Berlin. So I thought that maybe she's one of the main I think characters. she's like a minor. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, the, the con woman is voiced by Laura Bailey, who's, I, oh, you're who's hot. my favorite boss from, from Saints, Saints Row. Row yeah. And then the, the accountant is Troy Baker. So it's. Troy Baker? 
He voiced half the characters in the Batman. Yeah, I believe it. I believe he it. He voices like all three Robins. <laughs> fucking, it's Troy Baker and Nolan North. Like oh, yeah. the, the game, which is yeah. funny because they're the two leads in the new Uncharted too. Man, fuck the new Uncharted. I finally what watched. Happened? I I I what I'm a big old. I got a big old turgid dick for Uncharted. Yeah. Oh, and... I'm already writing off because I know that it's not going to begin with a uh, tutorial where we're putting up Christmas lights on on Ellie's. Well, here's house. the thing. So I watched. I finally got around. Someone mentioned that Elena shows up at the end of the extended demo. Oh, I still haven't seen that because I know I'm going to play well, the game. In ex- that was the thing. So. Well, on the other hand, I also knew that uh, they tend to make these big set pieces explicitly for demos, so it's not like you're going to. Yeah. Anything. The story's really the point, but My, still. But I watched is she tripled? Is she, is she Oracle? Yes, she shoots herself. <laughs> no, but so it's like, it's, 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 it's Nate and Sully and his brother. They're like, oh, adventure, adventure, adventure. Walk into his hotel room and there's Elena and dude, fucking Naughty Dog. They're so good with emotion. And she just turns around and she's like, oh, I thought you were on a business trip in like Madagascar. It's like a little far off the mark, aren't you, buddy? And she has this heartbroken look on her face and Drake's, the look on Drake's face is so good. And then it's just basically a smash cut and it was like such they did such a good job in conveying those emotions through those faces but i'm also so tired of elena being the adventure wet blanket yeah like that is such a like well it is a trick because this uh, is a different creative team because it's uh, last of us guys no longer amy <laughs> hennig i don't know man elena has always been the adventure wet blanket that's uh-huh. not like something that amy hennig wasn't part of either but it's just like, fucking, I'm so tired of that shit. Supposedly, though... I mean, that was her one note to the creative team. Ellie must be sad. Elena. Elena. There's Ellie. so many L's in this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just fucking, just to see her, a... to have this really great action sequence that's all kind of fun and bantery, and then it's like, here comes the old ball and shoe. How is she, because they got married at the end, because it was the, kind of the understanding well, was in the last game. they were in Uncharted 3. Was that what it was? And then they get back together. But then the thing is, like, they're such, they're bad for each other, because Nate lies to her all the time. I'm really kind of surprised they're doing that again, because that's because you think they kind of put that to bed with the last game. They would at least come out with say he would at least like start off the game saying, "Okay, I already talked to Lena. She's cool. She's she's like fucking golfing in Madagascar or something like that." I was just it was just that's weird. That's we're still gonna pull that where she's gonna be like like crossed her arms, like tapping her foot, going. Got oh boys, what are you yeah, doing? Like that's kind of it, it made me so sad. Granted, I'm glad she's in the game, but in that capacity, yeah, that's kind of so give her a fucking gun and have her be the other character you're playing. It fuck well, Sully I, at this like, point. Secretly, I want to have like a playable Elena in Uncharted Four. That would be like my perfect. Dream. What it turns out, she's the photographer in her story. And she's like, she's actually too busy editing. Uh, like she's she she just made a Kickstarter video and she's editing that video. I know for they'd her. never do it because it'd be too much a retread of Last of Us. But my perfect world, I would want um, Drake to be damsel halfway through Uncharted Four, and then you have to play all the other characters going to save him. There's no reason. That is the one nice thing they do in the Batman game is you're not always playing as Batman. They have this thing where like Robin shows up, Catwoman shows up, that you can actually on a on the fly. Switch between different characters. Yeah, a friend of the podcast, Jimmy Presser, was telling me about how it's really cool to do team ups with Catwoman. Yeah, and you actually get into fights where, like, in a, with a one press of button, you can jump back and forth between the two characters. And so that would be kind of nice if you could like, do something like the that. Way, in terms the of way the you could play this note that I would not mind it would be if fucking Drake lied to her, went off and did some bullshit thing again, got in trouble, and then she has to go and help. 
Bela's yeah. ass out. Like, that would be something that I could get more into. And maybe they will know, we'll do see that. What the final, yeah. I mean, the whole point was that, you know, the the the, tra- the strain of Uncharted is, it's like these big action set pieces with these char- little character moments that make you love the people. Well, that's the other thing. And is, that was the point of that, yeah. was that it was trying to punch you with an emotional And these moment. characters, these, these games are so much about, well, technically they're about shooting people in action yeah. sets, but secondarily they're more about character than they are, you are even about story. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's the, that's the really thing with Prof in those, those games of, yeah. more like, because the story is just generic kind of like excuses for the big set pieces yeah. and so they really get by on the grace of the characters and it would be better if the stories were better and better served the characters so and the, 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 the stuff with Elena always to kind of being sidelined being the wet blanket is a, yeah. is a symptom of the stories not being treated as well as they could be I don't know like I don't I don't know if you need I don't know if I necessarily 100% agree with that, because I don't think an Uncharted story game has to have a really good story, because the story is just the train on which the set pieces well, and character have to be that, is all run. I'm saying. And, or at least, if, if the story can't be that good, at least have a story that does better, that moves the characters in more interesting ways than mm-hmm. just Lena just always being mm-hmm. a wet blanket. Just like, yeah, so, uh, who knows? Well, I, I haven't seen them, what you're talking about, and, you know, the finished game will, will come out sooner or later. But. Uh, Bill, how did you feel about the Steven Bomb? Uh, 2.0. Yeah, we went to talk about this last week. I forget what happened to the Stephen Bomb. Uh, Connie, uh, Pearl trained Connie on how to be a swordmaster. That was like, a cool it's episode. It's okay, because you could die. And then Steve was like, wait. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, yeah, well, that, that, that's more uh, backstory for Pearl about yeah, how fucked up nice. she is about Rose Quartz. But that was yeah. great to see Connie, like, becoming super, really quickly yeah. super... I don't know if that's going to be the thing they're going to carry in the future, where she's, like, retained those sword fighter skills. Well, in the, they changed the, the intro, where she's a big fucking sword. Yeah, I love the yeah, new know? intro and everything like that. My favorite, my favorite part of, I think it was in that episode, is the way it ends. Or maybe it was, no, it was the one, it was the one where, it was the sexy one, where um, Greg is talking sexy about one. how we tried to fuse with Rose Quartz. That was sexy? With, are you kidding? Are you making a joke? That was like the most sexually charged, non-sexual no, I was, thing I was I've seen in the universe. watching that episode, I was like... I tweeted out, I was like, how the hell do they get away with this Seriously? fusion shit? Because it's obviously, you know what they're talking about. And, and like, and, you know, yeah. what can I do that no one else can do for you? And like, all that shit, and all the blushing, and like, I, I like Yucky could was playing. Could they, like, I, I assume we could like suddenly kick fusion as a subtext for sex Bill, at the door. In ma- what, what is sex? Bill, define sex. I would assume sex for a fusion, if you have human earthling penis and vagina See, sex. I knew like, you were going you right this? for penis and vagina. That's what I'm saying. Way to like, be a hetero male, Bill. <laughs> well, assuming they even have... Well, they're, they're alien. They're, Bill, they're, they're beings of we light. know that Greg has genitals, and we know that Rose has hands and a mouth, and you... And giant tits. And you immediately I go did, to the sham vagina. I hadn't thought about... I wonder if they're going to address that, because... Well, she did get knocked up somehow. Yes, Bill. But they can't explain fuse. sexual... <laughs> well, that's what I'm wondering. And they've already explained the fact that, like, they're not human and that their bodies are made of light. I wonder if they're ever even dressed like... I mean, they're not going to come out and say, here's how I exactly. impregnated There's your mom. But there is, like, there are still big chunks of the story missing and maybe they could... Maybe it was kind of like kind of a form of... Fu- I mean, granted, the, yeah. the whole point of that episode is love is fusion. Well, what that's... was really... What was real, my favorite part of that whole episode was at the end where Greg is talking to Connie and he's like... He's like, you know, this whole gem yeah. human thing is really messed up, so if you need to talk to a human, just let me know. And I thought that was such a great moment. That was so sweet. And then and both Greg and, and Connie are like, yeah, humans, human human beings, human beings. And then Steven just holds, like, just grips his little chest. And it's just, like, such a good emotional little moment. And it's just, like, so oh, 
because Stephen doesn't have anyone who knows his experience. Yeah, because he's the only one of his kind like yeah, that. He's, he's othered like, by everyone else around him. Where they can't, no one can help it, but yeah. he's still, yeah. Even though he's loved and he's surrounded by people who love him, and he is a being of love, that he's yeah. still alone. It's like, oh my god, that show is so but fucking just even the good. Communication between Greg, a spoiler for for Steven Universe, man. If you haven't started watching Steven Universe, Steven Universe is a good goddamn it's really show. Good. The, the the conversation between Steven and Rose just about communication stuff, where they're yeah. trying to explain yeah. to each other. That is like more sophisticated than almost yeah. any adult show I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. It's for a fucking kids' cartoon. Yeah, yeah, the same thing. They could have just, just, just as easily just had another grumpy cat joke or something. Like that. <laughs> Not grumpy cookie cat. Yeah. But then like that was an honest yeah. thing about a communication. It was, a, it was an actual thing about relationships. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like fuck. Yeah. And about navigating someone's jealousy of your relationship. Oh man, like... Pearl throwing shade even yeah. while she's fused with rose quartz. That was really good. The fuck is that? I love that rose quartz is like super like she got like a butt bump bikini, so she's still kind of hot and dead. And it's just kind of like, yeah, just a weird thing of like, Pearl obviously so enjoys being part of Rose Quartz. Yeah, yeah. And that like, yeah, it's kind of, uh, Pearl's kind of like asshole, but justifiable asshole, yeah. but she's still asshole. And... Well, one of the things I love about that show is that even though Pearl is, I, I'm curious to see how that relationship went, because Pearl really is a good friend of Greg. Yeah. Like they, she and Greg actually have the healthiest relationship of anyone on, they like any friendship. together. Exactly. Like they're actually bros and Pearl very clearly doesn't resent Greg. Or so something angry. happened. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, they're still—it's not like they're best bros or anything well, like that. But, but they but get they along. Kind of, they are. Like you see them. Like Pearl is helping him do things. Uh, they must have had a conversation somewhere where both, like, they both admitted that, like, okay, the most important thing in both of our lives is Rose. Yeah. yeah, and so that must have been some kind of. And bonding that's gotta thing. be. It must exactly have been. It must have been when she she gave birth to Steven or something yeah. like that. That must have been... I wonder if we'll even actually see that. Like, what... Like, exactly how... This show handles such complicated and difficult issues with such and... tact. Yeah. And, like, the, um... Uh, the other one last week was about where, um... You find out that, um... What is the name? Lupus Lazuli or whatever. Yeah, Lupus Lazuli, like, yes. uh, Was, um... Fucking with fusions, and was and... she's no Peridot was. Oh, excuse me, Peridot, the yeah, evil right. green one. Peridot was fucking with fusions. She's the the kiss. And Ruby's like total, or not Ruby, Garnet's total, like how much that hurt her to see that because the it was... revulsion of that, yeah, yeah was just. Was just, I mean, just that shit was just so bad. Yeah, the fact that she almost so split good. in half when she realized yeah. what was going on with like the monsters yeah. that were being created, that was fucked up. Well, it's 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 because they've gone out of their way to show that like the monsters that they've been fighting throughout the whole show are parts, bits and pieces, or like, corrupted mm-hmm. gems, mm-hmm. and it's crazy to think that Peridot and Je- presumably Jasper were for some reason using the Kidner Garden to create these like mold, mm-hmm. like they were taking bits and pieces of. Uh, of of essentially the, the the crystal gems old buddies presumably yeah. from the big crystal war or whatever yeah. happened and forcing them to fuse into giant monsters like it's just like yeah it's just it's just like what the fuck was going for, on there for a show that is such so kind and so smart there's some fucked up shit going on in that show and it handles it so well damn like i was so reluctant to get in on the the steven universe thing because it was such a tumblr like thing and anything that's that it is popular, tumblr king now i'm like you know fuck that because i'm just not interested in engaging anything that's that popular it just and it didn't seem like my jam but fuck steven universe is so good yeah it's uh so good oof. yeah i i guess there was one little mistake though because um when rose uh when uh, jasper or not jasper uh garnet when she bubbles the multi-limbed uh, uh, gem monster in that episode, 
it turns into the bubbled version of there was the episode where Steven became friends with like a little monster. Yeah. That you know they they already announced that those things are also a part gem, and yeah. so everyone was like, oh my god, is that some kind of connection between like the monsters that like Steven became friends with? And, yeah. And and they had to come out and say, no, it was an animation error. Don't read it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, who uh, knows? This show they they have yeah. had a history of like laying in stuff, you yeah. know, for future reference. Exactly. But, like, yeah, it's pretty valid. They could be like foreshadowing something. But yeah, no, Steven Universe. And That's it's interesting true. that like right now they're just showing it through the like, Steven bombs where instead of just show, like showing a new episode every week <laughs> they're showing five episodes every five weeks. network broadcasting is a weird that's and even the, even the crews come out and said yeah well you we know why we're they, doing they it this no way control. but we're doing it yeah so the only tv other tv i watched this week is i caught up on hannibal <laughs> hannibal is the trashiest bullshit show and it cracks me up that it took until season three of hannibal for them to start making a lot of oral sex equals what? hannibalism jokes is that the, who who's making the jokes to who well, it's always what? dudes the expense of the ladies like it's always there it's either someone is making an un like it's makes some sort of passive illusion to like oh you know has that's kind of how they're treating the cannibalism up to this point yeah, too but it's, like, it's like it's oh all, it's I'm, been, I'm having you for dinner it's Mr. been that the, but this has been explicit like sex jokes like the first one was in one of the first couple episodes where um, maybe even in the first I've episode, missed the last two episodes so in like the I'm very first behind. episode where it's like the student guy who who kind of who, who Hannibal, recognizes Hannibal yeah and, and he's and he says something like like uh make some sort of joke about how like my husband has refined tastes and he likes to make sure I taste a certain way and he oh, says oh is right, this yeah. that kind of party and they're like no okay. <laughs> they've made a couple of more Hannibal, like cannibalism jokes like to the point where well, this last in week Europe. but it's always at the at the at the expense of the women it's at the expense of Jillian Anderson or like this last episode it was um what's his butt uh I always call him Conrad Werner and that's not his name Verger or whatever the oh Verger guy. yeah we're a guy yeah He's like with this transit Atlantic accident. Did he eat his own face? He got eaten by pigs. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> he's talking to Carolyn Deverna, who's gone, who's turned chaotic evil. So because all the, of the characters Maros. have come back now because of the couple episodes I saw, there was no Jack Crawford, there was no uh, Carolyn Jack's Deverna's. back. Carolyn Deverna's back. It Abigail, Abigail's dead. Okay. She actually died. But uh, so uh, what's his name? Not Conrad Werner is looking at her and he's like, you know cannibal will track him down through his very developed tastes. He likes certain wine. He likes truffles. He liked you. He must have liked how you taste. I wonder, are you, if you're not a spitter, you're a quitter. And you don't strike me as a quitter. And she just continues talking. And I'm just sitting here going, what the fuck, TV show? Why the hell was there a random assessment of this man? I mean, he's a crude being well, that's the point. Everyone hates him because he's such like, a, like a fucking asshole. But yeah. it's like, why did what? you make a random? Statement? And why would he? Why is he making sex jokes between her and Hannibal? Because he's never like Hannibal's never. Uh, he's all about Roland Graham. Like, why is he making sex jokes? Well, that was my thing. I'm like, that was the like, joke I made on Twitter. About the dudes? It's like, like obviously because Will Graham and Hannibal are on the path to kill each other. I'm like, obviously they want to kill each other by choking on each other's cocks. Like <laughs> that is the climax of yeah, this show. Yeah, getting the women into sucking dick jokes is it's, just like, it's just weird. It's, it's always besides been the, the points. It's it's a strange thing um like Hannibal has a weird relationship with the show has a weird relationship with women anyway they have a real good habit of introducing women and then killing them or because well, the show is so hetero it's, well, it's or specifically homo about, so. it's like it's very homo homoerotic and it's also very much about masculine power and masculine mastery yeah. and masculine at least this show seems to be specifically knowing that it's, that's what it's, it's not it's, accidentally it's conscious yeah, yeah conscious. it's very deliberate but it is kind of weird 
trying to be like, what? I love Carolyn Deverna, and What's I just want her to be badass. What's the sex about, about X-Files? <laughs> about Gillian Anderson? Yeah. Well, I told you, it's where it's like, he has a refined taste. Did she taste. buy too much sausage? Oh, yeah. it's just that joke in the other one I didn't see. There, there was another one, too, where I'm like, Jesus oh, did Christ, Hannibal. Entertainment Weekly this week has X-Files stuff in it. And I X Files. I I went down the X Files road before. I have been. Burned. Some of the photos, I was like, I could not tell if uh, what's his face. If yeah, other X Files, if he wasn't in the photo, I was like, is this an old photo or a new photo? Because like Jillian, Anderson. not to say not to put too much worth on how a woman looks, but damn, Jillian uh-huh. Anderson, goddamn, she looks astonishing. She looks so good. She looks great in the handle with those she... things, the Carmen San Diego hats and shit oh, like that. Man, it's just yeah. Good shit. Anyway, so how's Carlin Duvernos in the show? She's evil now. Well, she Romero got in her bloodstream, and she's expected to be wait. It's not to g- think differently. Doesn't that give you like super blood? Because that's where blood comes from. <laughs> that's not how that works, my friend. No, she she it's. Actually, really kind of cool because she's in. Uh, she's walking around with her cane, and okay. she's they're dressing her in these dramatic reds and like putting her hair up in this very severe way. Like they're kind of now that she's a Hannibal victim, be, she well, can ex- be well, theatrical. And there's this actually great line where um, Verger is like, you know, are you a religious person, Carolyn Bernard? And she says, <laughs> "What's the idea?" Uh, she says something like, "She's like, uh, you don't have to be religious." to find something appealing in good old Old Testament revenge. Okay. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, Carolyn Deverna! Though she's, things are not gonna go well for her. I just want this show to end with her going kill Bill Is your character still Hannibal. alive even in, like, the books or anything like that? I can't Alan remember Lou, if, like... I think he is alive. Oh, that's right, because he's, like, it's a gender-swapped character. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah, Foley is saying that there there are things happening in this show now that happened in the book. Yeah, I'm sorry. I keep wiggling this. No, this, we just have a dangling... Um, oh, that's... Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, things that are happening in this book happened in the book Hannibal. Yeah. So, but Foley's like, yeah, it's interesting how they're taking things out of place because Foley's read all those books. Yeah, because I know they keep on, like, uh, what's his name is also saying that, like, if they want to do uh, a fourth season, it'll be entirely different. When they do different. the fourth se- season on Amazon or Netflix. So, or I wonder if that, at that point that, like, that's when Hannibal might actually be captured and it kind of turns into Silence of the Lambs or this something. This like season, that. I mean, there are three different groups who know where Hannibal is and are trying to capture him. Yeah. Uh, it's like this Have season is about the capturing. There's Hannibal been an interesting Walker. critique of Hannibal in that I guess they're uh, taking some of the Cleary Starling from the, the uh, Silence of the Lambs book and the movie stuff and giving it to Will Graham, and yeah, some people Foley are pissed off because they're essentially yeah. like neutering that character if she ever yeah. shows up by like. Which really is like the show is just so much about Will Graham yeah. and Hannibal. I don't know how yeah. you would suddenly like. At this point, Clary well, Starling is, may, is may not even well show up. That but. One of the things that Brian Fuller said, he was like, if we get to season four, season four is an entirely different show. Yeah. So I'm curious about it. I, my perfect world, I want the season to end with Hannibal killing Will Graham. Will Graham is such a waste of a character. He is the least interesting <laughs> character on the show. Like, he finally is starting to give in to his darker well, sides. Well, in the books, he does fuck up Will Graham, essentially cripples Will Graham, and so he Will Graham becomes the shadow. That, that's what Will Graham has to do in order to capture Hannibal. And then Hannibal is captured, and then, like, he, he ends up having to deal with, like, a clear Starling and stuff like Will that. I want Will Graham to exit the show. Um, and the thing is, is that that's kind of what the show is aiming towards, so maybe we'll see. Because yeah, it's like... They gotta Will... do something with uh, Carolyn DeFrost, though. Yeah, yeah. There's one, there's a fight scene in the most recent episode between uh, Jack and Hannibal. And man, I love it when those two have a fight scene because they're just both such giant monster men in very different ways. Like, um, Mads Mikkelsen is this beast, but he's kind of svelte and like kind of just like he's like He's like a starved panther. And whereas whereas um, uh, Jack is, I can't remember the actor's name now. 
Um, he's married to Gina Torres. Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy Curtis is such, like, he's built like a linebacker. Like, he's just such a thick, solid dude. Yeah. I really Lawrence hope... Fishburne turned into a fire plug. Lawrence Fishburne, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I'm really attracted to Lawrence Fishburne, especially, like, this episode, it's all him, like, dressed in all these, like, really nice shirts and, like sweaters and like these blazers and I'm like does he have damage from the first fight that he had with Hannibal because didn't they he like all... his throat uh, you don't really I don't know, know if they had I don't know if they had makeup any, on or they don't make like that, a big yeah. point of it but um so he he's finally moved on from his his Gina Torres finally died oh really so Aw man he he wound up killing her because she's like yeah she basically asked him to in a roundabout do they way. show that or is that just yeah. kind of okay no, they show it okay. and um I really kind of hope that Lawrence Fishburne and Carolyn Verna become murderous fuck buddies that's my my hope I don't know what else to do with those characters because I would really be down for they're them. on the periphery of the story but like unless they're working together as a unit it seems like there's just too much stuff going on yeah. he's yeah. disgraced from the fbi and really wants to bring hannibal down and uh she is she's in a situation where like there's one point where she's like she this dude is trying to report on the the uh, ransom on hannibal's head and get the bounty and she says she, she says point blank she's like you know that by giving by serving us up hannibal you are opening him to excruciating torture followed by death yeah. like woman is in it it's like it's this show that show is so bad and so obnoxious and I don't know why I love it so much I do not know I don't even say it's bad it's, it's beautifully bad, shot it is gorgeous I realized I made a tw- joke on Twitter and no one I think really got it it looks exactly the way that um, they really wanted the Gabriel Knight full motion video game to look yeah like the way it, and, and I was thinking I'm like this would make a really good full motion video I game I kind of wonder if Brian Fuller knows how bad it is too because Brian Fuller he, he's a pretty savvy guy I wonder if yeah. it's supposed to be kind of trash it's, Euro trash it is Kinda. It's like you don't have a char- you don't have a show where like nothing really happens in an episode and it's mostly just characters monologuing at each other without having some degree of self awareness. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it seems kind of like intentional. Like they could make it even classier and kind of like better. That's the thing. But it's like, like it's, it is a movie where it is what it is. You know. Like look at the ridiculous like males that get hurt and like all the violence and it's so, all and like the homoerotic tension toward him. Yeah. Like it's so yeah. It's hard to criticize because it's so it's fluff it at the same time. Is. Yeah. It is. It is. It, what it is, feels yeah. like it knows what it is and that. Forgives it somehow, even That's... as it should be the most obnoxious. I'm kind of curious to see what Brian Fuller does with because he's supposed to be making an American Gods into a TV show. Yeah. And how do you do that? Because Neil Gaiman shit tends to be so self serious, especially yeah. American Gods. To, there's some sense of humor there, but like, well, the thing uh, about that Brian Fuller is really good at is he's make he makes these shows and these worlds with these ridiculous or strange premises, and but they work and they connect and they click. You know, because just because he they totally buys into it, like all yeah. the characters buy into it, all the production design buys into it, like everything is pointing towards this is real and valid. Whether it's a woman who hallucinates that, you know, that tokens a gift shop are speaking to her, or it's a pie maker who. It's how people. different all these shows are. I mean, they they do have it all follow this kind of similar similar thread of like sensibility and sense yeah, like of humor and stuff like that. But each thread, each one of the shows that he's worked on has been of such a piece yeah. of itself, like kind of like yeah. yeah yeah, it's 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 hard to think that the same guy who did Hannibal also did Pushing Daisies, yeah. also did Wonderfuls. Wonderfalls, yeah. also well he wasn't in charge of Star Trek, but it's funny to think that he got his start his yeah. start on Deep Space Nine. But yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm glad to see he's still getting work though. It's yeah, fuck. Brian Fuller keeps making this weird ass. I remember shit when he first announced Hannibal too. It was like, he's I was like, what doing, the fuck? What the fuck's that gonna be like? It actually turned yeah. out to be kind of crazy. But this will yeah. be this will be interesting. But I hope I hope those crazy motherfuckers get to do a season four. Though apparently the contracts apparently have all officially lapsed with all the actors. Lapsed on like Friday. So, yeah, so they'll yeah, have to. Which is actually probably pretty good because at least now 
it's no longer NBC oriented contracts. They yeah. may be able to like get them cheaper if they yeah. say, "Hey guys, we're kickstarting this season." <laughs> I don't know. What else are they going to do? Well, it's going to be on some fucking Hulu. You think Hugh Darcy, whatever his name is, going to be like, "Oh no, I, I got to be in the next Avengers movie with all the other acting opportunities." I hate, <laughs> I hate to be just because you're an actor, you can only do this one show for the rest of your life. But right, especially at the height of it's like, come on, man, write that shit out. And with that, friends, we're going to take a little break and be back for the Geek Week in review. Okay, we'll be back. Come on, you guys, it's only a little. I'm hungry, Giant. Hungry for a big honey taste. Big taste, honey gum, big taste. Honey gum, big taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taste not small. No, no, no. Honey gum got a big honey taste. Big, big crust, a big, big bite. Honey gum cereal, part of this big, complete breakfast. Honey gum, big, big bite. Yeah. Yeah? I can't believe you don't follow Wint. <laughs> on Twitter, yeah, so what the hell's Wentz? Yeah, on Twitter, his username is at Drill, D-R-I-L, and he is like the king of weird Twitter. Does he just retweet like a whole bunch of weird shit? Oh, no, 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 he is weird Twitter. Like, here, let me find you some choice. I don't know, I follow, um... No, I follow some weird uh, Twitter accounts. Uh, his 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 Twitter description is pregnant hog measure. Oh, I've seen this guy. It's the guy with the Jack Nicholson thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I've seen the guy. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. is no. He is the greatest. Only only reason. So, which is funny. Cause they, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, he is, weird Twitter. I'm just saying it's a subjective term. He, he is um, weird Twitter. I'm just now saying. you're just gonna make, make me look up a horrible anime gift so I can repost See, it. See, that's not. <laughs> That's not, that's, that's 4chan. That's not weird Twitter, my friend. No, but that's not where some of the weird Twitter comes from. Uh, no, 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 no. And that, unfortunately, is why I can't follow <laughs> you on Twitter. Yeah, I was thinking about this morning, I was like, man, I wish I could follow Bill and Erica on Twitter. Most of my I stuff can't. has been, it's been hard to find good, horrible stuff lately. But I mostly keep videos. And I, Especially because I don't, it. I should, like, have tags on my Twitter account that says, okay, no, seriously, I'm not fucking around, this is okay. This is kind of fucked up. Actually, yeah, you should wait till you get See, home. See, the thing or is you... that my curiosity would overwhelm me every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I realize all of a sudden, like, I couldn't follow my own Twitter on Twitter. Why? What crazy shit do you post? Well, I just, I, I post You don't post necessarily and... horrible stuff. You swear. Well, Maybe I, some sexy I guys are once about dicks and shit and, like, well, whatever fuck, fuck I'm reading and... I'm not saying it's terrible, Bill. I'm just saying I couldn't... Never mind. Hey, guys, it's time for the Geek Week in Review. The time uh, where just Bill everything has posted from the week that was. And uh, I am reading his notes oh. often for the first time, often learning about them the first time. So let's see what Bill has on the docket for let's us do this it. week. Tokyo Pop is coming back. They went under a few years ago, but they were famous for luring young artists to work for them with really goddamn condescending plain talk contracts. They're all like, you don't need that French shit called moral rights. They were also famous for uh, creators working on them and creating properties for them and then losing the rights to them. Yeah, that's the thing, because they had, uh, so Tokyo Pop, I never read any Tokyo Pop books. I know they were a manga publisher here in the States. I read a handful. Um, I guess they got popular because they were one of the first manga studio or manga publishers here in the yeah. West that did left, was it right to left, left mm-hmm. to rights. They did, they, they hit, actually reprinted everything. They hit, they timed things perfectly for the manga boom. Like, yeah. they were on the forefront of the manga boom. I had no idea the manga boom had fallen apart. I thought people were still reading manga. I mean, they do, it's not what it was. Yeah. Because it used to be huge. What was that big, like, like 2005, like 10 years ago? Uh, yeah, it was when I was in high school. Oh, okay. Because um, um, it used to be, you would go to, like, a 
Borders, when Borders existed, and they would have, like, maybe two shelves of comics. Yeah. Was that ranging... also, like, along with, like, Viz and stuff like that, too? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Dark Horse got in on it, too. Really? And, yeah, there there were a couple people. I think I saw Dark Horse publish, like, manga versions of Star Wars. <laughs> uh, I could tell how well-versed in manga shit I am. But, yeah, Tokyo Pop was famous for stealing uh, the works and rights of creators. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I one of the, the things that drove me nuts about Tokyo Pop was their contracts were kind of, like, down-home language. Yeah. Like, like so plain language contracts that would say shit like like this like the the moral rights which is pretty much the right to actually have credit affixed to your work yeah they would be like oh yeah this is a weird French thing the French invented it called moral rights uh, that that says you should because they still have to explain what the terms are they can't yeah. just have a say con- have a contract that just like is so it can't obscure everything. They still mm-hmm. have to come out and say what this is. But they phrase everything that you'd want as a creator as like, this is some weird European shit. Yeah, you don't give a shit Who about knows? that. That's the, you don't want to have, have about a reversion of your print rights. Their contracts or... sounded like the evil animal people <laughs> in Pinocchio that led Pinocchio astray. Yeah, seriously. Like the dudes with the fingerless seriously. gloves and shit. Like that's totally they, that of contracts. They did this thing called the Rising Stars of Manga that was totally just trying to get young people yeah it get them all excited to submit works and they're like oh yeah we'll print your work and there are a lot of really talented artists like brian lee o'malley got in there becky clunan got oh, in no there idea. Okay. um there are like a lot of really talented artists who were swept up in this but yeah they were just like uh the, the example i best know is um brendan graham uh was a very talented cartoonist and punster did a really great comic called king city mm-hmm. that um uh, and he just when tokyo pop just like took his he wasn't able to transfer the rights and he had to like rename it and he named it like cat city or something like that to do it somewhere else and like just that and he's been very open about talking about because like the thing about comics is that you don't talk the first rule of comics is you don't talk about comics contracts mm-hmm. but brendan graham is I love him he's a talkative asshole so he'll, <laughs> he has no problem talking shit about whoever and being very open about that shit so well something obviously worked that didn't work out because tokyo I, I, I thought tokyo pop was still around i didn't realize it shut down a couple years well ago. apparently the thing is is that the entrepreneur who was like the, the person in charge of tokyo pop would get really excited about new ideas and chase after it and then drop it like a hot stone and uh-huh. then chase after something else oh so he's just like add kind of yeah manager. like uh-huh. i remember there was a time when they tried to do like audio books oh so they kind of flailed themselves to death they did everything from like they did nah. like so they did they would do translations and imports of comics and then they would do these 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 books with young creators and i remember they did they serialized in like newspapers they were trying to do that for a while and uh, like they would just do everything. It was so, just weird, very scattered. So I guess yeah, the, the Tokyo Pop website just came back online this week, and the guy who you're talking about just said yeah. they're gonna have a better, more advanced, mm-hmm. like more up to date kind of like relationship with creators. It's very vague about exactly what they're doing. Uh, who knows? Especially, uh, it seems like if your print thing goes down, it seems like it would be almost worth it. It was almost. It would almost seem like it would be too difficult to resurrect a whole printing publisher well, again. So I wonder if it's just going to be some kind of online aggregate or something like. I wonder if it's going to be like Web Comics Nation. Well, one of the things they like always tried to do, kind of before. I mean, they were ahead of the curve on this. Is that one of the reasons why they held on to rights so fiercely was the idea of selling them to Hollywood? Yeah. Like they, I don't know if any of their their properties made it that far. I don't think so because I've never really, heard of. Yeah. They were horned up for that, so I wonder if. That's kind of their angle. Is yeah. that they're going to be? I also kind of wonder if they're not coming back now because of that. Because you see so yeah. many like co- comic book movies being turned like yeah you know, like. But on the other hand, it's... it's like this is a weird time to bring back Tokyo Pop. A the the well is kind of poisoned against them. 
be yeah like, it's interesting that it's even coming back as tokyo pop if, if yeah. you came back you think it'd like rebrand as something else like we're in that post manga and it's still boom. manga and no one cares about manga right now really well, I mean, I, I, all i know from it i is know that people, people love anime but manga that... so much well tokyo pop helped poison the manga well here in the states so i don't know I, i'm not a manga expert or anything like that but like then again i deal with a lot of comic book creators and just the idea of manga and to- tokyo pop are so entwined and people blame kind of Tokyo Pop for helping kill manga here in the United you know, States. Not that it's dead. People still read manga. Like, I, I mostly know them the for The boom just... is over, though. Yeah, for that stuff. Yeah, so. I just don't... I don't know what their it's... plan is. Yeah. So let's see. I just... Like, it's all I, all I know is I heard that Tokyo Pop's coming back, and this made everybody talk about remembering how bad Tokyo Pop was. Yeah. You go to TokyoPop.com, they have e-books, they have some print books, and yeah, one of the one of the creators that I remember from Tokyo Pop was Svetlana, who, who had a comic oh, really? on okay, yeah. Game Girl-O-Matic. She did a book with them called Dramacon, and there's Dramacon. I wonder okay. if they still own it. And merch Wouldn't be a bit shit. surprised. That was their, so, their whole shtick. So. Anyway, yeah, interesting. Anyway, yeah, well, we'll see how that goes. It'll be interesting. Uh, the next Steven Bomb is coming up July 13th through 17th. Uh, they announced uh, episode titles for everything, but the big interesting thing is like uh, on the Steven Universe, Steven Kroonoverse Tumblr yes. blog, yes. they put up a notice saying, oh, is this it's Satyran Onyx or something like that? It's coming. There's going to be a new Crystal Gem character showing up. Yeah. So who knows if it's going to be a good guy, bad guy, who yeah. the fuck's going on. But yeah, some shit could happen. People are still upset about that last Steven Bomb because he had that episode, Rising Tides, Crashing Skies. Oh, yeah. That from the title, everyone assumed was yeah. going to be like this big, like, end of the world shaking thing. And it was just, uh, was it Ronaldo? Yeah. Just, like, it yeah. <laughs> that, people got pissed. Because it was just a great episode. The whole episode. The title was overwrought. Yeah, it's like yeah, the fans got tricked. Well, I thought it was it was interesting in that it explored the relationship of the gems with the community. Because one of the big questions is like, why the fuck like, would the community be so okay no, no, with the like gems? The, the crystal gems come and say we were here before the community yeah, was. Like exactly. you guys are like riding our back. Get the yeah. fuck out. Yeah. So was, I, I sardonyx. It. That's that's yeah. the new crystal gem coming up. Yeah. The new episode titles are Cry for Help, Keystone Motel. Uh, this is gonna be my favorite episode of all time. Onion Friend. <laughs> Onions the best. <laughs> fuck the minions. Onion should be on everyone's t-shirts and shit. Historical friction and friendship. So, friendship is two different words, so. Interesting. Who's going to be getting back it on? Maybe it's, uh, mayonnaise and... How many other characters on there? Who, 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 who'd you ship on Steven Universe? Oh, you that think isn't it's a already... ship like that? Well, that's what I'm kind of wondering what they're playing ship, with. Like a creature from space? Because there's about space These creatures. guys know their audience. No, they... You can't put on an episode do. called Friend Dash Ship and not yeah. have everyone going, hmm. See, that makes me wonder if there's like going to be an old ally question mark coming from hmm. home planet or home world or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Steven Bomb, Steven Universe. Uh, in other news, we didn't talk about this last week. The Avengers dude is dead. No John no Steed. Patrick. McNay That's his real name. Man, he John Steed. Terrible. I already kind of thought he was dead because he was already he was old when he did the Avengers one, and that was like fifty years ago. And the whole point is that well, he was like maybe in his late forties. Major the Honorable John Wickham Gascoigne Beersford Steed M C O M. Jesus Christ. I'm an Avengers fan, but I am a hardcore Emma Peel John Steen fan, and I don't even bother with any of the other Avengers ladies, even though that's a sliver of their time. And, uh, man, that made me sad. Patrick McNay, he, that dude is such a, his character was such a fun, solid, like, just British I cartoon. I need to watch more, because I've seen some Avengers, but not, like, a it's ton. Ha- it's, like, Bill, me waxing poetic about how much I like watch, like Avengers, and then you watch it, and you realize it's close to, like, it's like a hybrid between a James Bond movie and Batman, the Batman TV yeah. show. 
Which is funny because it kind of predated, well, maybe not predated because I think what started off in like 1960, 1961. So it was like kind of right around, like either predated or it was like right around the genesis of both of those things. Mm-hmm. So I'm w- wondering it's how much. It's very goofy. You can watch it and marvel at how much various types of fetish gear they get uh, a Diana Regan. Maybe yeah, wasn't she always need... just a black, like black latex? Didn't we talk about black latex last week? We did. But is no, that what she, she's wearing, she like black leather and stuff like that? Yeah. There are episodes where she's like in fucking like like high skirted later hosen. Really? There's one where she's like in full prison regalia. Like it's every single fetish, fetish you can think I didn't of. realize it was that broad. Oh, I thought all... it was just her in the catsuit. Well, if something weird gets your dick hard, there's probably a So you're saying this is the same universe it. of its time. <laughs> exactly. You you would actually, you would probably really like uh, Emma Peel a lot. Oh, no, I've seen the show and like Diana I mean, if you watch it all, I think you'll really like it. I mean, her name is M Appeal, like male appeal. Like, I didn't that's think in about her that. name. Yeah. That's the whole point. But no, her character is really great because she's she's like um she's uh she's married, and I think she's actually you th- the implication see, is only, she's widowed. Yeah, see, I've only seen a couple episodes of passing, so I'm not that familiar with like that much with. But it's like, like she she's like a fencer, and she's like I think she's like an uh, an archaeologist, and she's very smart. Still freaks me out learned. to see her on Game of Thrones though, because I've seen enough yeah. of the old show seeing her, but she's still yeah. She's that. still really striking as hell. She's got the best voice in the world. Yeah. I and she's she, really the big villain on the show right now because she's orchestrating. Well, not really villain. Uh, she, she's responsible for King Joffrey getting yeah. whacked, but like she's the big power character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no. That's... She's what Cersei wants to be and is not. Fucking. <sighs> Who was? Oh, Dylan hadn't watched the last episode. She got fucked up. Uh, the other Avengers dude is trying to produce a live-action Pinocchio film that will at least be written by Paul Thomas Anderson. Can you guess the Avengers dude? Do you mean Joss Whedon? No, this is uh, it's uh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, okay. For some reason, he's just like you know what the world needs. Man, what is it about certain people who are like, we gotta make a Pinocchio movie? We gotta do this there thing. There was that fucking, what the, the uh, I'll Make Love to You on the Moon guy wanted to make his Pinocchio Roberto movie. Roberto Benini? Yeah, and then Drew Which Carey thing? made a Pinocchio movie. Did he make a yes, Pinocchio movie? Did. did you see Drew, Drew, Jim Carrey came out as fucking anti-vaxxing crazy this Jim week on Carey Twitter? Jim Carrey is a creepazoid. I, I, he's always been a creepazoid. Have you not seen no, his, YouTube, officially... his YouTube confessions of love to some teen starlet? For real? Well, I mean, it's like, is it a joke? If it is, it's a really well, that's weird, not, bad Wait, joke. really? Like a, like a modern-day teen person? Yeah, so is it not right? If, if he was coming out to, like, Debbie Gibson, who was, like, be age-appropriate no, no, for him, no, like, no, when no. he was, Here, like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna search. I'm gonna see where this goes. Jim oh, Carrey, creepy Which is, YouTube. We know, and eventually it's gonna come up. Your old housemates. Wait. Emma Stone. He had a really... What? Cool, he did a love letter to Emma Stone thing that was, like, it was probably a joke... But it's not uh, really funny. Because he is like 55 now, right? Yeah, I don't he know old. how old he is. Anyway, my former roommate, you were saying? Wait, who used to live with across the street? What's his name? Jasper? Larry? Patrick? Patrick! I never lived with Patrick. I thought Patrick was there when you lived across the street. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Patrick has Patrick been working on a project for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Patrick loves science fiction, so I can't imagine it's been this Pinocchio part. Could you imagine Patrick? Because Patrick... Be a sci-fi Pinocchio. Why Patrick not? loves, like, brain-expanding science fiction crazy shit. I can't imagine he would be actually his idea for what Pinocchio would Bill, be. Bill, AI amazing. is a Pinocchio movie. Oh, that's true. That's and enough. what is that but exa- But Patrick I, Bates? I can't make fun of anyone for trying to make a Pinocchio movie, so he's talking to the guy trying to make a Peter Pan webcomic, and it would make a Peter Pan movie in a heartbeat. But yeah, Pinocchio, like, what's Pinocchio? Who cares about yeah. But Paul Thomas Anderson, too. Yeah. And he's the guy who did... He did Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. 
You know what else? Did you do, uh... Did you do, like, Boogie Nights and shit like that? I'm a I know he's He did hated. The Master, right? Uh, oh, is it that guy? I'm Have not... you seen The Master? Yeah, I saw it in theaters, motherfucker. Oh, you are a better person Inherent than Vice, I am. There Will Be Blood. Yeah, I thought he did There Will Be Blood. There Will Be Blood. I, that, that, there Will Be Blood is the only movie of his that I've seen that I didn't want to punch in the face. <laughs> um, the Master was good. It just gave me a panic attack. The Master is, uh, seeing, uh, Amy Adams give, uh, uh... Uh, uh, what's his butt? Uh, oh, no. Philip Seymour Hoffman, an angry handjob on screen. I saw a big chunk of that movie. I missed that part. <laughs> really? That part. She gives him an angry handjob. Do you think sink. she was invited to the funeral? And if so, like, what <laughs> she like, yeah, I remember that, that movie. She's really good in that movie. She's amazing. She was great movie. in, uh, Amy Adams. I mean, she was one of the best, she was the best part of the fucking, what's the movie where everyone's got shitty wigs and stuff on? <laughs> Old timey disco shit. <laughs> What's his face? Oh, that terrible movie with yeah, the, we got Batman yeah, and yeah, Hawkeye. That uh, yeah, yeah, won a bunch of Oscars like two years yeah. ago. And everyone and no one forgot. We, I, we can't even remember what it is. And you're actually here to help me. You remember this shit? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, fucking who gives a shit about Pinocchio? Uh... Says people who care about Peter Pan and Robin Hood. <laughs> Hasbro is changing the pronouns on Jurassic World Dino packages from male to female because. So, because I guess the new Jurassic Park movie takes place on the same island that the first movie took place on. Okay. All the dinosaurs are female. Mm-hmm. Which actually doesn't make sense because they did... The, the, the gist of the first Jurassic Park movie well, is they, that all... they make them all female so they can't reproduce. But some and then the swap sp- genders. Frog DNA, yeah. they, they pull a, a lady from Orange is the New Black. Oh, I didn't tell you about how that lady's supposed to be gender fluid. I'm just saying. But some of them turn into boys. Wow, Bill. And... So, there's have to be some male animals uh, on the island. So, doesn't necessarily mean, doesn't necessarily mean that all the, uh, uh, the dinosaurs in the Jurassic Park have to be either one gender. They could be mixed, because that's the whole idea. It's been 20, like, 22 years since the first Jurassic Park movie. So now, like, it should be, like, a mixed population. It's just, like, it's turned I'm into... I'm glad a... that they feel strongly enough about this to change the... Pronouns well, people pointed out that, like, in the original movie, all the dinosaurs were female, but, like, in the packaging now for this movie, like, I guess in the new movie, too, like, that's supposed to be how they particularly control the reproduction of the new dinosaurs, too, is that they're all female. But, like, you know, the, the, the raptor squad that Chris Pratt is hanging out with, it's, like, I guess in the movie explicit, explicitly Clever stated girls. as being female, yeah. but the toy packaging is, like, here comes Delta the dinosaur. He's the he's the oh, king they, of the forest. Oh, gender the dinosaur. That's what I'm saying. That's and so in the packaging, funny. so, like, a lot of, so, like, two or three fans were like, you know, that's wrong. Yeah. And so they said uh, they can't fix any of the packaging for all the toys that are out there now, which is pretty much what most of the merchandise are going to yeah. produce for the thing. But in the future, future pride, they'll switch it. So they and they actually did show uh, an example of I think it was for the Indominus Rex, the big new like fake yeah. T Rex they make up for the movie. Like the original package said said Indominus Rex is the king of the forest, king of the jungle. They should is now the queen, queen of the jungle. And like, they yes. totally did it because little boys wouldn't want to play with a girl dinosaur action figure. That's exactly what happened. So they kind of pushed back a little bit. Like, yeah. Where they're like, it's like, that's that was the thing where. What little boy would give a shit that Thank much? Thank God. <laughs> the that... terrible thing some boys would care, because oh, that's yeah. a thing, yeah. Thank God that they're fixing the pronouns on the Jurassic Park <laughs> fucking... Hey, it place. happened, and they, they did it without too much of a pushback, so that's still a minor victory. Uh, uh, yeah. New Ghostbusters costumes and proton packs were revealed. What do you this think? was pretty cute. I saw this float around. So I didn't know the final roster of um, the Ghostbusters either. This is Paul Feig's. See, I don't know half of them. So this is Kristen Wiig. Um, I know that. Uh, it's Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. 
uh, McKinnon or whatever her name is. She's from SNL, and the other one is that the was black Jones. Lady? Is Rashida Jones one of the? She, I think she's in the movie. She's not one of the Ghostbusters. There's who is three white girls. Oh. And then there's uh, the black lady from I feel because I think it's the black lady from Saturday Night Live who she's a writer. She's one of the head writers on the show, but uh, she had I think she's the lady they had put in the camera in front of the camera for the first time last season, and she had one of the worst fuck-ups on the show where she completely oh, no. blanked out in the middle of a sketch with, like, Chris oh. Rock, and it was a bad sketch to begin oh, with. Oh, yeah. So it even made it more like, she was like, oh. hey, um, oh. yeah, I remember okay. that it became a viral YouTube video. That's how I know that lady. Yeah. Uh, but she's well, so everyone seems to love her. She just had the bad luck of one of her first times in front of the camera. She, yeah, the proton pack is pretty cool. Pretty it's cool great design. because, like, even a, compared to the old Gus versus this really looks like it was made in someone's murder basement. Yeah, it looks like it's, like, half lawnmower. Yeah! Half, it's just, uh, like... Yeah. Because it really looks clutched together. Which it does not true. look like it should be a nuclear device, which is what the in the original Ghostbusters. I don't even know. Technically, they may not even be a protac anymore. Yeah. A proton pack anymore. Who knows? It could just like, it's just, who knows? It's a thing. Yeah, yeah the, the new Ghostbusters costume. It's just kind of like you know dark gray versions of the old things with like little red bands on the on the on. They look like they come in, like shin guards or something like that too. That's pretty good. But they all have like goggles and stuff. Yeah. So what I've seen. So it's Kirsten Wig. It's Melissa McCarthy. It's the Black Lady, and it's kind of like. <laughs> Well, that's, to be fair, the original <laughs> Ghostbusters, that's what it boiled down to. There's the popular, famous guys, and then there's Winston Zeddemore. Man, Winston shows up, I've talked about this, Winston shows up on Orange, or, uh, fucking Grace and Frankie, yeah. he is hot as hell. No, he kept the shit together. He looks I saw good. some of the photos, because he was at, like, Rose City Comic Con last year, I saw mm. people photo. He looks like, well, he looked like he 20 looks, years ago. Where's he's Bill a Murray really now? Nice looks like a dead man. gopher. <laughs> And like true. Well, and then the other guy's actually dead, and the third guy is like turned into a chubby little fucking garden gnome. Yeah, no, uh, fucking uh, not. Her. What's his? What's the actor's name? Winston Zeddemore. God damn. Ed Snickers. Ed Snickers. <laughs> I'm Ed... just saying. I'll take a bite off of that. Snickers. Let's see, Winston. Um, Winston Zed. Uh... Okay, yeah. Um, I know the name. What am I going to do? I've Ernie only, Hudson. I've yeah. Ernie, that's it. Uh, I've only ever seen him on Ghostbusters and Last well, Ranky, people so, yeah. Oh, man. Bob's been watching the worst. <laughs> they listen to Whispers. It's like here. the Murdoch Mysteries. Yeah. It's this Canadian uh, police procedural that takes place in Canada in, like, 1895. Uh -huh. It's on Netflix. Uh -huh. It's kind of cute, but it's one of the worst police <laughs> television shows I've ever seen. It is, like, everyone dressed up in, like... A production like everyone stole the costume for a production of like our town. Canadian television is pretty funny. And like they're trying cute. to solve crimes, crimes like eighteen ninety five Toronto. Yeah. yeah. And it's just so darling, but it's so bad. Because <laughs> bars right upstairs, I won't say anything about it, but it's very cute. I'm just thinking about like that kind of stuff. But yeah, what else happened? Uh, Web Comics Nation, rest in peace. Speaking of yeah, old comic stuff. Joy Manley, the um uh head of Web Comics Nation, uh, passed away I think a year ago now. Has it may even been longer than that? Yeah, yeah. Joey Manley. Yeah, and uh, yeah, what this Comics is a big Nation, deal for us. The site that he uh, uh, he championed. Yeah, died three years ago. Passed away, and now two years the site, ago. The site is gone. I should have 
grab camera obscura. I didn't grab any of camera obscura. Camera obscura is officially lost to time. Which I'm uh, okay was with. it hosted? Because I thought it was. The, was it's that on Girlmatic? Actually, is Girlmatic officially gone too? Probably. Uh, well, because me and Mike were t- I, like, I know like all of his websites are now defunct. I don't know if they were still accessible. Any of the yeah, content was still accessible. Yeah, was specifically a. Whereas he had all these things that were more edited, curated things. Um, Webcomics Nation was a essentially a host um, where it would not only host your content, but it also was a platform like a a. A specifically designed platform for updating webcomics. Yeah, and he Joe Romantic is still going on. Okay, I mean it's not updating. From 2012, titled "Never Give Up, Never Surrenders." Who wrote that post? Uh, DC McQueen. Oh, okay. Because that wasn't. It started off as Leah. Was Leah Hernandez? Uh Got passed to Lisa Jante. And then, and then it was uh, Shannon Garrity, right? She ran the show for a while. Leah Hernandez, bless her, was why I was on. That. Yeah, because you so what what explain to everyone a cameo obscura because I don't think anyone even knows it's about still that. on there. So any well you had a bunch of old photos. Uh, so I worked with an antique dealer and I um uh she would sometimes pay me in photos because she was broke and I, there was something it really broke my heart to have people sell their old photos because it was like these part like I, I would love to have family photos and I don't have that many and the idea of having so little truck in these 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 like artifacts of your family's existence they would just sell them and honestly we would work at state sales it was probably like old such distant relatives you wouldn't care but it would be a shame if you're still like here's all my, my mom's family photos I'm you off. would go to state sales yeah. and it would be like it would be like no this was their family their childhood like the people who were having the estate sale and they and if they didn't sell at the end of the sale they'd say throw it away yeah and it just always broke my heart and like i am a fucking i got a sentimental streak my wide so i would take these photos and i still to this day have a collection of probably about four to five thousand photos in my garage and uh, so i started scanning them and i would post them and i would post like the most ridiculous ones and usually with the sassy slug line but after a while i felt like i didn't want to make fun of them anymore and well you really weren't poking directly you were along for the ride though it's I not was, like you were being like look at these doofuses ultimately felt a little too disrespectful and i kind of felt yeah but you had buttons and maids for oh, your yeah. website yeah. i remember uh being in portland wearing one of your buttons and someone saying oh camera obscura i love that band i'm like <laughs> what the hell i'm like no i remember saying no yeah. it's a website it's my friend's comic and yeah. they're like well, like, that was the other thing that I felt bad for. The way that um, uh, these sites worked is that you were paid per view of your page. Mm-hmm. And technically, since my... I would scan a photo, post it, and add a slug line. And that was a page. And I would be paid as much for that as someone who spent, like, 20 hours writing, penciling, Their inking, terrible comic. Coloring and <laughs> posting yeah. this page. I felt guilty because I'm pretty sure I made more money off of that site than it's Dylan did. It's because you were one of the more entertaining things things on that well, site though it, was I mean, the, it, it, it is unfortunate but also is that i you know i posted every it's day it's the kate beaton factor where you just kind of sweat off something that people love so much well, without having to put too so much beaton, effort into it that's kate beaton draws her shit i scanned no, a photo no, and no, made a joke sure, but like i've seen other people kind of grumble at kate beaton like she's well her, sure she doesn't put that much effort in her comics and everyone loves her so much but like what she does is fucking funny and yeah. what it boils down to it's are appealing. people entertained it doesn't yeah. matter like how good your draftsmanships are but it's still there is are, some i always felt guilty but like, it's funny yeah. that you were on a comic site and you apparently I, was I didn't do a comic that's a combination of pictures and words uh, Scott McCloud would say that's a comic I was a hobbyist yeah. and there are people who are really trying to really make it go uh, have bad. you ever thought about giving the money back fuck no that money is long gone that how was much, at a time when I was broke how much shit. money are we talking about like maybe $12 uh, I made I want to say probably about 800 bucks off really? of camera I'm scared really yeah 
That was over the course of years, and Joey was really notoriously bad at payouts. Yeah, I think he still owes me $10 or yeah. something like that. Yeah, because there was, there was a couple he, paychecks from it, him. I think I got paid three times, and then I never saw a check again. Yeah, because so. I forgot. I, I think it maybe helped. I, there was something he owed me money for for something. Like, I can't remember. I did something for one of his websites once, and I don't yeah. think I ever got paid for Didn't it. did you draw like Vera's comic? Yeah, I think something like that. I, I did some guest strips for some people and stuff like you that. You drew a little and... Mel for a little while, didn't you? Yeah, it's a, yeah she was yeah. like AWOL for like three months or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Oh, he... it's Shannon. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. but yes, stuff happened. But uh, yeah, no, that's, it's a shit that is. Well, I need like... to scrape camera obscure off the site before it's gone forever. Yes. Yeah. Well, now you, you know, know what to do, do for the next couple weekends. Yeah. Oh, actually, that would it's be. totally tumbled. Man, like, because it's been almost exactly 10 years, right? That it's last update was 2009. Really? Only six years ago. Well, that was the last update, and I don't really know what that means. Wait, update to, to Girl Matic or up, last update to uh, Camera Obscura? That is the last update to Camera Obscura. It could have been, the, yeah, they could have just done some kind of site revision there. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a long time. Yeah, you would have been dating fully then. Like, yeah, that was not, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, fucking shit. Anyway. Bring that shit back. Yeah, I need to, and before it's gone, because there's no, there's no reason for it to stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, Bubba Watson, the current, current owner of the General Lee from Duke's Hazard, is repainting the car's roof with the American flag. This Confederate flag, you know, you lost when the guy who owns the fucking General Lee is like, you know, we got to get rid of the Thank General God Lee part. This is the point of this whole issue is that we should remove it from the General Lee. Guys, racism is over. It only took, what, nine black people dying in a church for the fucking General Lee to get yeah, fucking repainted. Meanwhile, this is getting a huge amount of play as opposed to the streak of churches that have been burned in the aftermath. I of... know. What the fuck is that? Uh, fucking America. <sighs> If only I could talk to Oracle and say who is burning black churches. I can't. I can't talk. We're we're two privileged white people living in Portland, Oregon. We oh no, that's that's. I just feel sick. I still can't I feel sick. Fifteen, this shit is happening. We're, I feel sick. This whole thing got kicked off by fucking black people being murdered. Now they're being further punished because people pointing out how fucked up that is. I mean, I would, then we're not the first or last people to point that. I will say, fucking crazy. In the last couple of weeks, the two things that to have um, uh, marriage equality. And that lady scale the the pole and pull down the Confederate flag. Those two things were the most inspiring things that have happened to me as an American in a long damn time. Yeah. I did notice like this Fourth of July was kind of subdued shit because like this like yeah. everything in America is so fucked up right now. It's a weird, a weird place. Yeah. It's like hooray for uh, uh, marriage equality, but you can still be fired in a lot of states for being homosexual, and we're killing. It is like systematic racism sh- has been destroying the african-american community for the last years and it is uh, it does seem like some white people are waking up a little bit to the fact that like i can't believe there's still so many people in this country white people who still like it's a post-racial america i know and some people like with this like black church thing some people are kind of going like well there there are people who live in a bubble especially in portland like portland i have friends who are like this is a post-racial and post-homophobic world like I had people, I have friends who, when I would voice my discomfort about the fact that my marriage wasn't legal in my home state, their whole thing was any day now, it's gonna be fine. And so it was like not a big deal at all. And granted, it did happen, but that's not just to be like, well, it doesn't matter, it's gonna happen anyway. It's like yeah. we're a post-racial, post And just assuming that, what do you care? It's gonna happen. It's it's inevitable. Like yeah, you realize, like it's living like outside weird. this bubble, how fucked up it is, and how kind of take well, the political we, climate. We live, at, we live at the bubble too. Yeah. Like we don't have to deal with this at all. Like it's just it's something that we look at on our sad, and it's just I don't know how to make it. I don't know how to be part of the solution. Like being a being a white person in Portland. It's not. You're well, not. That's the other thing. My the... point of view is like being a white person in Portland just 
we're not even part of the equation. I mean, yeah. I, that that's kind of defeatism, but, like, we, we shouldn't even say anything at all because we're part of the equation. We live in America. We're part of the world. It's not like you can't do anything. Their voices were much like... more important than ours in this situation, especially on our bullshit pop culture podcast where we talk about fucking Lego uh, for 18 hours, which yeah. we haven't talked about so far. Good for us. Yeah, nothing Lego. Either. Man, have no, we not see, seen They've not this. announced God. any Christmas Lego yet. Anyway, good on Bubba for removing... Especially uh, Bubba Watson. Bubba you think Watson. that would... Good you think boy. if Bubba Watson was going to make a statement about the car he owns that is the General Lee from the Dukes of Hazzard, it, wasn't, it wouldn't be, oh yeah, fuck the Confederate it's, flag. It's not necessarily about the removal of Confederate fag, flag as much wow. as it is as acknowledging what it is. That's what he said, because he said he, like, yeah. he, cause he was like saying, I'm not being pressured into doing this. I think this is just what's right. It's yeah. it's, it's the Confederate. It's time for the Confederate flag to go. Yeah. Which, that's kind of the most distinctive yeah. part of that car. That's, it's like if you yeah. bought the Millennium Falcon, and you're like, you know those two top appendages at the front that's kind of offensive <laughs> they look like a hand trying to grab a titty no, it, no it's like off. you know what the Millennium Falcon uh, needs some better pilots uh, <laughs> yeah. Han Solo and Chewbacca who cares yeah gonna we're air out the seat Chewie kind of stank up the cockpit a little bit yeah, so. Here is a sentence that I don't know if you can make me want to click a link less. Had you not seen this? Sky Captain's to... John Carter demo reel is on YouTube. Do we have to pause it so you can see what this looks like? I imagine it looks like a bunch of fucking, like, um, let me guess. It's a bunch of beautiful, striking, and soulless imagery. It's of... a bunch of concept art, nothing about the character. Actually, the funny thing is how much this looks just like the John Carter movie that got produced by yeah. uh, the Pixar guy. Uh, which is, I mean, the they were pulling from the same source material, and so mm-hmm. everything's described so specifically in those books yeah. that, like, if and you're going to render that stuff, so you see, yeah, exactly. What they so you're kind of like pulling from the same. Visual. But it, it is. It's so uh, this is uh, a demo reel put together by the guy who did John uh, Sky Captain the World of Tomorrow. What happened to that dude? Is he dead in the gutter yet? I think he's he's never made another movie. And so what happened was, I guess Harry Knowles from Anacool.com was going to produce this movie with that guy. <laughs> and concerning how... F- I, st- I know you cried at a viewing of Sky Captain World Tomorrow. It was the most upsetting movie I've ever seen. Sky Captain World Tomorrow. Harry me, Conran. I really do honestly think that the worst movie I've ever seen in a movie at all was Lost Highway by David Lynch. The worst movie I've ever paid... I saw that at a free preview. The worst movie I've ever paid to see at a movie theater was Sky Captain World It Tomorrow. is one of the worst movies ever made. Just and full stop. aside from the offensiveness and how much they fucked up the basic concept of, like, just we're going to take a time machine. Just from a perspective. Just from an objective point of view, that movie is so boring. Uh, and, like, I, I watched some clips on YouTube just to make sure that I wasn't going crazy that the movie was as bad as I remember it being. And just even looking bad... I looked up some clips on YouTube, and it really does look like someone made it on their Mac computer. It is fucked up. I'm granted that this movie's like 10 years old. It's, it's you know, technology. 2014, uh, 2004. Oh, my God. But it was it was so personally offensive so, to me. Yeah, I guess it, this guy, he wanted uh, John Carter of Mars to be the follow-up to that, which makes sense because it's still it's old-timey adventure stuff. This tells you all you need to know. I'm looking at the Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow IMDb entry, and, uh, you know, when you go to the main page, you just see, like, top-level things. Yeah. The, first quote that they have is Hindenburg announcer, attention, please prepare for docking procedure. That is the best quote from Sky Captain the World Tomorrow. Were there, what were the characters in that movie? Who was Sky Captain? Uh, it was Jude Law and what? Angelina Jolie and iPad. That's all I remember that and I remember the Paltrow. Superman robots show up. And it had Giovanni Rabisi. Rabisi is like a mechanic kid. And that's all I can remember. 
that was, fucking. Was Jude Law even English movie. in that movie? Because it's such no, an American he's, gung ho. He's, he's like an American rocketeer kind of character. How do you not get like Oof, that movie? Oh, we need to stop talking about because it it's not worth. I like. Well, not there's not the even air. funny anything for us for us to say about that. That's funny, but. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a soulless demo reel. There's for absolutely no, uh, no attention paid to the characters. It's just, yeah. it literally is just 10 minutes of the camera zooming in on uh, digital palette knife kind of like concept art. It looks yeah. super generic. Yeah. Like nothing interesting. Like yeah. th- there is some video footage of a stunt guy like fighting with like, some of like, the four-armed green guys mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's just, 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 it's just, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. I don't, this demo reel must be pretty old because it's... Well, yeah, it was a follow-up to Sky Captain. Yeah. Fuck that I imagine shit. he was probably gearing that up while well, Sty- Ca- Sky is, Captain was in post. I saw people commenting on that who were like, oh man, this would have been so much better than the John Carter of Mars that we got. I'm like, mm-hmm. that movie was not good, mm-hmm. but this would have been worse. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And it, I'm like, also, fuck John Carter. I was going to say, shit. who are these? Was it like who? John Carter, number one fan? Talking about like white at privilege. At YouTube.com. says coming from the guy who would kill to make a Peter Pan movie. All things in the world we really well, need, at like... Least, at least Peter Pan is about something more than just... Well, he gets turned into something more. Yeah. These guys just want to do this, like, super, like, white bread, old school, old school like, like, yeah. like the, here's a white guy. It's essentially the dance. white savior sort of white savior, yeah. yeah, white humans. Have we not had enough of those fucking yeah. stories? Yeah. Can we just do John Carter of Mars where he's, like, a fucking black guy who's fucked up on Earth and teaches how fucked up on people on Mars can fucking get retribution or something do something take that material and do something interesting with it and like half of all the ladies are half naked because I guess in that world like women don't wear clothes so there's titties hanging out so the movies they have to kind of come up with some titty clothes yeah everybody just has really long strategically placed hair yeah Yeah. fucking fuck you know this is my official saying Edgar Rice Burroughs can say <laughs> good on you Bill so. thanks for that hot take <laughs> hot take son of boy hot fire spin hot in, fire in more important movie news Star Wars Rogue One has started filming I forgot that this movie is actually gonna get made so which is this one again this Who's is the one uh, this is, about, is this the Gareth Edwards this movie? is the one about all the feet the foot fetishist in yes, Star Wars Bill. cause Star Wars universe is a rich universe hey, you Bill? can tell any story Bill, do you, in it? Do you wanna, it's about it's about a lady isn't it is it about a lady? Am I mis- They've been very it? vague. The first person cast who was described as the lead of the film was a lady. Okay, that's I can't remember who, because it was the lady, uh, up, the, one of the people up for that role was, what's her name from Orphan Black? Yeah. Did you ever catch up on that? Because I know the third I'm season just ended. I'm way behind on Orphan Black. I, I watched season two, and to be people honest with you. People are turning sour on that, because. Well, I, I was turning sour on the last season. Yeah, because like, the first season, that was the hot thing. Everyone said, gotta watch so Orphan Black. She is so astonishing. Like, she is such a good actress. And even in the worst episode. So she's still a good actress. Yeah, three seasons now, everyone's like, she's still a good actress. The show's kind of... But yeah. she's a good actress. Yeah, what I do tune love, in for her. What I do love about that show is that the character they made me love the most is the um, soccer mom character. Oh, yeah. which is a version of herself. Yeah, yeah she, okay. she goes One through the, the most transformative growth and is by far the best character. Oh, really? Well. And, uh, yeah, it's just... Yeah. So yeah, no. So this is this uh, Star Wars Rogue One is the essentially a prequel movie that's about how uh, the Death Star plans for the original Death Star oh, got stolen. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. sounds like some kind of hyper militaristic thing. It's this is the one being directed by the guy who made that American Godzilla movie last year. Oh, okay. And yeah. supposedly at least one of the main stars is a lady. I forget who they actually did cast. And so yeah, uh, it's which is funny because no one had, had said anything about this movie for a while, and, and like yeah. I guess something came out this week. Like, oh, we start filming. Yeah. yeah, which is weird because this is the first time there's ever been two Star Wars movies in production at the same time. Because back in the back in the day, you they made us they would make a Star Wars movie, put it out, take like 
six months off and go, oh, yeah, we should start work on the next <laughs> one. Now, you know, you've got, like, yeah. five, you know, f- literally, like, six different Star Wars movies in production That's crazy. at the same time. So it's funny that Man, they, this yeah. is a weird moment in being a Star Wars fan. Like, Seriously. you're on the precipice of this burst. Yeah, and especially this, this one, you don't know who's in it. And, like, oh, man, that's right, because, like, fucking Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Oh, he starts filming less than a year from now, because he'll probably start yeah. filming next spring for yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, I cannot I still wait don't. for Ryan Johnson to do a Star Part Wars. Part of me is still scared that there's going to be some kind of announcement this fall that we're just going to, like, you know, creative differences, I had to go do something else. Because yeah. I want to see Ryan Johnson's Star Wars I movie. Know. He's doing The Empire Strikes Back with his trilogy. I He's doing the middle one. I want him to do a standalone movie, though, as opposed to the middle yeah, of Yeah, although I would hope that that actually, more than anything else, makes me kind of intrigued to see what they're doing with the first story because I don't think yeah. he would do a Star Wars movie yeah. if this at, if at least the idea for this first one that's coming out yeah. this 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 winter wasn't at least good enough to let, yeah. let him give him a room to do something Bill, interesting what too. director would not make a Star Wars let, what, that's what, the thing though what yeah. director his age would say when no to a Star Wars Disney movie. announced they had Star Wars they knew they had the pick of the litter in terms exactly. of like Hollywood directors like so it was just like they want uh, I, 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 the thing that I'm most hopeful about is that I really love Ryan Johnson as a filmmaker he also does not necessarily give much to women in his movies. Like, his women are always... They're usually tough and interesting to some degree, but they're just there to motivate and influence the male characters around them. Especially, the, like, one of the main female characters in this first movie, Brick, was the tunnel, which I thought was a <laughs> fucked-up Yonic symbol. But I, I love Ryan Johnson, and I want to see him do a movie where a, fe- where a female, a human female, is one of the main characters. Is like actually. The well, hopefully lead. that's actually what the new Star Wars movie is supposed to be yeah. about. Technically, so I really, I really um, want to see a Brick? human female. Because Brothers Bloom, but she's she's a great character. Well, but she's, she's kind of fucked up. She's she has really kind of manic pixie dream girl a little exactly, bit. Exactly, and she's only really there. Yeah, to boom, be... boom, but she's a side character. So that's the thing. Brick, like... you had the murder victim, and you had the the yeah, ingenue. Yeah, femme fatale. She's terrible fucking and, actress. And then you have um and uh, Looper. I mean, Emily Blunt was awesome, but she's just. Uh... I don't want to watch that movie again because I don't want to see Emily Blunt squandered as she was great the wife mom. She was really great she in that role. She was good, but, but man, yeah. after seeing you saw after seeing that. No, Edge of Tomorrow? No, we saw I saw oh, yeah, it tomorrow. So, Did we saw, see it together? I don't think so, because I think we would have been, like, both, like, having issues together. I had not find a Full Metal Bitch poster anywhere. I keep looking for a Full Metal Bitch poster. Bill, make How a Full Metal Bitch poster. How is that not a, like, hot topic? Seriously. Do you need, like, a drawn one or an actual photograph? Well, I you just, should do... I just want one of the posters from the movie where it's, like, the propaganda. I could not find one of those fucking posters really? for love or money, because that movie bombed, Bill. Remember That's true. You think at least for five seconds they would come out with merchandise when it first came out? You think Tumblr, not banging oh the drum of Full Metal Bitch. Lesbian Tumblr right now is nothing but Steven Universe. And, still getting and over that Coruscant. Australian from, uh, from Orange is New Black. Yeah. Still not really coping with the fact that Ellen Page came out. And uh, what's your butt? Uh, Kristen oh Stewart and her gal pals. That's all. Looking up interviews about. with that lady, what was her name? Like Rose, Rose Quartz? <laughs> it is Trying to explain Rose. gender fluid to people. Like mainstream. Oh yeah. Anyway, we shouldn't Nathan talk Lane. Bill notes. What? <laughs> Nathan Lane confirmed <laughs> the existence of Last of Us too. It's interesting that they're getting. He's actually playing Timon. They're bringing Timon and Pumbaa into the Last of Us too. That's what happens. Fucking who's the guy from Last of Us? Who's the main guy? He's Bill Jewish. North and and uh, Troy Baker. No, no, the characters. They oh, escape. Well, Joel, that's they show up. Simone and Pumbaa and show up and to teach everyone how to eat bugs at post-apocalyptic. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. Don't everyone. worry about it. Fireflies are just... still out to get you, but Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> uh, no, he 
he confirmed he was he, someone asked him what what at Naughty Dog's working on he said yeah they're working on Last of Us 2 and he also did confirm that yeah he was like, at a con and he's yeah. being videotaped he's, he's like, like oh, yeah, Last of Us 2 they're working on it yeah. I, Nolan North's working on it I'm well what's great is that so okay I, I oh this is Nolan North yeah Nolan North was saying this yeah it's yeah. not Nathan Lane <laughs> I really, really um, was thinking Nathan Lane this is just cracks me because uh, I it's obvious to me that they're a, it's like they need a new franchise, and um, uh, uh, the, uh, Bruce and Neil Druckmann have said in a number of interviews, we created this as the next franchise that it Last went, of Us, um, yeah, okay, that it was, uh, uh, and um, uh, when you look at the concept art, Ellie has a T-shirt. Like a, literally a, sh- a T-shirt that has letter T on it, mm-hmm. and it's because um, they had code names for all for um, what the fuck was before Uncharted, like the furry game, like uh, uh, not Banjo Banjo with the where the dude and his little ferret pal. And uh, did they do like Ratchet and Clank or whatever the hell? Not Ratchet and Clank, but it's the, the other, other one that's one. not Ratchet and yeah. Clank. Yeah, they did that. Totally interchangeable flat platform from <laughs> exactly. mid '90s bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so they did that, and that was um, that Jack was, and Daxter. Yes, Jack and Daxter. That's Nutty name. Dog. Yeah. Okay. It was co- that was the day after Crash Bandicoot, which makes sense if you think of it that way. So that was codenamed Next, and um, Uncharted was codenamed Big, and Last of Us was codenamed Thing because it's the next big thing. It's like what are they? They're always looking on the bigger and better next big thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really obvious that that it's the first of a trilogy, and it's so fucking obvious. And he said multiple times that it's an origin story of Ellie. So it cracks me up is that as part of this uh, these interviews, they're like, oh, Nolan North said the Last of Us Two is happening, but Troy Baker said he hasn't been contacted. I'm like, motherfuckers, Last of Us Two is the chapter closing on Joel. So what would the next two uh, Last of Us games would be about? It would just be about Ellie, whatever happens to Ellie, which is exciting because it's like the whole world opens up. It's like it can be about anything. It's just, but the person that Ellie becomes because of the events of Last of Us. You think Horizon Future Dawn or whatever the hell that game was announced at E3 is like technically like a Last of Us super sequel? <laughs> You'll no, find out that she's like a it's long a, it's lost. It's a Last of Us enslaved mashup, is what it is, my I mean, Man, that enslaved needs to be one of the games that comes on for backwards compatibility yeah, for the Xbox. Because I'd love to play that again. I don't yeah. want to hook up my old Xbox. Exactly. Um, but anyway, fuck it. It just cra- and so to me, well, this it is, is the such... first time anyone has officially come out and said Last of Us Two for anything. Let's put it that way. It's, it's just it's to me. It's like I'm like every time everyone's like, Oh my God, Last of Us Two confirmed. I'm just looking at it like, Of course. Like this is the last Uncharted game. Oh. They're what are they gonna do? Not make another Last oh, of Us they're game? They're gonna make more Uncharted eventually. Even if they take a break for ten years and come back or five years and like, Oh no, we're coming back. For... I hope I love Uncharted so much. So what do they do if they're not working on Uncharted? Okay, so, so they continue making two more Last of Us games. So they bring back like Jack and Daxter. Like what are they? Because they they, they have some, multiple teams. Some more original IP. Um, they, they said that after The Last of Us, they came out and they said the multiple team thing is kind of a misleading prospect. That they actually are just one core team, but it's the whole thing of like rotating. Kind of fractured. Yeah. yeah. It's like they really Which are makes sense because it's, it's now the Uncharted team working on... Uh, well, I, I guess maybe like they, they kind of had, had to kind of create a separate like, at least a division within the studio so they can do Uncharted 3 and The Last of Us at the well, same time. Well, when you time. think about it, you're never, like, the same people are never working on the same things at the same time. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, because they got rid of Amy, or Amy Hennig left, and they never seem to really I'm replace her. I'm really curious about what the hell happened with Amy Hennig, because she was run out on the rail. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, she she was very clearly fired. So. There was no warning. Like she was talking about Uncharted Four being the face of Uncharted Four one day, and like literally the oh, next day. That's right. Because like, part of his interview, like with this, was talking about how Amy, when he, when when uh, Nolan North got brought in to work on The Last of Us or with uh, this new Uncharted stuff, mm-hmm. he said uh, that they threw out eight months of 
mocap and yeah. script stuff that they well, had already recorded Todd with Stashwick Amy Hennig. was going to play Nolan North's brother in uh, Uncharted Four. Stashwick? He is now working on the on the Star Wars game with Amy Hennig. He's the co-writer, yeah, okay. and he's he's going to be in it. He's probably playing Han Solo. He's probably playing Han Solo. Wait, that's the big rumor about that game. Well, yeah. course, well, the thing is, is that so when when Amy Hennig was announced that she was working on the Star Wars project, friend of the podcast Jimmy tweeted at his wife and friend of the podcast Conley. He said, "Wouldn't it be amazing if Amy Hennig was working on a Han Solo game?" And Amy Hennig favorited it. So that's all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> But of course you take if you if you're gonna make a Han Solo game or Han Solo like game, who do you hire other than Amy Hennig? Yeah, like seriously. I'm trying to think. So would that I'm assuming that would be a prequel game that takes place before the events of the first Star Wars movie. So if you have yeah. young Han Solo yeah. and you come up with like his his pirate buddies that he had yeah. before he met Han, like they Luke Skywalker have, and stuff. They did post a picture from uh, Amy Hennig re- po- retweeted a picture from someone who was working on the team, mm-hmm. and there was a it was of the studio of people working, and there was a flag that was a pirate flag, but instead of a skull, it was a stormtrooper helmet. So they're totally working on something like, like the, that. The pirate. I'm trying to think like how much like leeway, especially because now everything has to adhere to a new continuity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The comics just said Han Solo's got a wife. Yeah. He was married during the events of the original movie. I mean, she could be one of the characters. Oh my! I didn't think about. It. She could actually be they one of the characters who shows like up. How he meets her. Yeah. Like because he's got like because he's like he's supposed to be like 30 and, like, years old. At the time of uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, or at yeah. the time of Star Wars, so they have like at least a decade's worth of yeah. like between he when he could have gotten the Millennium Falcon to when he's in Star Wars to like yeah. play around with stuff. And I'd be very curious to see if Amy Henning is in charge of kind of filling out the big gaps in Han Solo's backstory, as at least yeah. in terms of being like in his twenties. Yeah, oh, that would be that'd be pretty cool. Does he have a co-pilot named? Smelly, who's the wet blanket? <laughs> oh yeah, we started off talking about how like some any Amy Amy Hennig fucking up some of the uh, character stuff, and they oh, were like, not, I don't think fuck up. I'm just saying, that, that I don't necessarily lay it all on her door. I'm just saying that uh, it's it's one of the things that is upsetting about. Do we get turret. sexy alien babes voiced by Claudia Black? <laughs> I hope so. Man. Um, oh, nothing revs my engines like uh, Claudia Black. Man, how do you do like young Harrison Ford too? Like that, that'll be, be interesting. interesting. Assuming yeah. that we're all right, it's not just some kind of like they they, they, they who knows they could, could be. Like Han Solo's best pal and his adventures. That might be what I kind of where Han Solo shows up or something like that. But yeah. it could be something that's like secretly critical to canon, like whatever the fuck, uh, not Skywalker, Star Killer, like in the fucking Force. They already did that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that's not canon blah, blah, anymore, blah. is it? Though? No, that, that everything got wiped out. So yeah. Uh, anyway, Telltale released the first trailer for the Minecraft game starring Patton Oswalt and Ashley Johnson. Yeah, speaking of Ellie from Last of Us. No, it's Smelly. That my my Uncharted joke didn't. Work. Elena, yeah, Smelena. Exa- that's what I was gonna. I was gonna <laughs> let that roll. God damn it! Yeah. Um, uh, S- smelly Elena. Uh, uh, yeah, the Minecraft. Uh, I saw the trailer. I just saw it just out of morbid curiosity, but I'm like, oh my god, they're talking. Oh my god, yeah. it's Pat Oswalt. Yeah, and that was fucking kind of Ellie from The Last of Us, yeah. Ashley Johnson. Yeah, I, I, I might I, have to what? play this. At I least have the first no, episode. I have no investment in Minecraft at all, but I had no investment investment in Borderlands, and they just used it as a dumb, as just a as just a mo- framework on which to drape this story. Did you see? Whoops, sorry. Uh, did you see Game of Thrones the first episode? That was free on PSN for a little. My, I bought. I got that just to download. It's free. It's on PSN. I'll download it. My but. PlayStation Plus uh, subscription <sighs> lapsed because my credit card was. Uh, I lost my credit card, so I had to cancel it. Yeah. And so all these things, I was like, oh, I guess I was subscribing to this. Started <laughs> going, and I feel I'm sad because I haven't had a chance to play Dragon Age multiplayer in weeks. I didn't think about that because it's locked behind <laughs> the thing. 
I'm trying to decide if I'm going to boot it up again because I just did my Xbox One membership. I made bounce. Oh, did you get gold? Well, I did. I, I had the free thing for like 30 days for okay, my yeah. thing, but of course, after 30 days, it's going to kick in. So I'm trying to decide which. Microsoft which way supposedly I'm came out and my... said that like you're not going to get two free games a month because yeah. now they've been lagging. Yeah. It's only one been one game, I guess, yeah. up until now. So. Yeah. Um, I guess this month it's like one of the assass- I think it's Assassin's whatever the it's last Black Flag. it's Black Flag yeah which mm-hmm. is actually a pretty recent game for uh, yeah. games of gold bullshit but so but yeah no so yeah no uh, games. That's, I love the fact that the game is called story mode yeah that's really like cute. in the game there's like you know like, uh, like cute. yeah there's the different modes there's like, uh, like I do like how they announced and... it they announced it with a little web based point click adventure game oh, sort I didn't of see thing. that it was really I just cute. saw the trailer I it just... was really cute <laughs> actually I Telltale is such a weird studio and I'm just, uh, I'm curious to see what the hell they do with the Marvel license comic, Marvel license games. But yeah. you know, I'm, they said that they were gonna start working on some original IP, and I think after, after um the, um, they tend to have two games going more or less concurrently. Yeah, and Which, uh, so they've got. Well, are they finished with Wolf Among Us? They finished Wolf Among Us, but it has Borderland, Minecraft. Right now, it's Game of, it's Game of Thrones and 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 and, and this because it sounds well, like this is coming out sooner than later. Well, but by that time, Game of Thrones and Tales that's of a good point. Yeah, they're, they're both coming out monthly done. schedules. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're doing another Walking Dead game. I forgot about that. Mm. But I'm curious to see like uh, when is this original? Did they do a second season? About? Yeah, they did. Maybe, maybe it's your guy working at Telltale trying to figure out how to manage all this shit. <laughs> like, that would be funny if they did the Lego movie like really meta. I really want some sort of behind the scenes thing on how Telltale runs their business because it's just someone's going to write an interesting book about that. I because the way they they switch teams between from episode to episode and like it's just it's just a, such an interesting and like they they're so chasing after properties. It feels like kind of like a fast food narrative based game. The thing, very first but, thing they did was that the bone. Yeah, stuff. That's Bone and then that terrible poker game. Poker Night at the Museum or whatever? Uh, no, that was the... Poker Night at the Inventory was the second. The, they did two poker games? Their first game was like called like Texas Hold'em or something, and it was all original <laughs> characters. The protagonist was like the surf, surfer bro, man. What? And uh, yeah, as soon as you play I can see it took a while to do some creative like original exact, stuff It again. is Poker Game at the Poker Night of in, Inventory, except instead of all these characters that you actually have an emotional attachment to, it's like yeah. all these randos. Man. Well, this is the Bill Mudrick conundrum. What do you do that's original that's still going to sell or anyone's going to care about? Well, Says the guy who makes his living off of selling video game maps and stuff like that. You know, yeah. That's the thing. So. But yeah, no, so I'm kind of surprised. It's really weird to see those Minecraft people like walking around having eyeballs and talking yeah. though. It looks wrong. Well, what I really like about Telltale is that they do a really good job of there is a Telltale house style. Like I've played almost every single Telltale game except for the Jurassic Park one and Back to the Future. And uh, um, the uh, there's, there's like a house style to how the characters move into the character designs. But they've with starting with The Walking Dead, they've done a really good job of kind of adapting elements of the source material while being true to the, like the Telltale style. And like um, Wolf Among Us was great with that, as was um, well, that was great because that was another comics adaptation. So yeah, it's got a cel shaded art exactly. style kind of works well. And like Tales from the Borderlands is really good with that. So I'm curious to see with Minecraft like. But it's such a simple sort of thing. It's like so. It, it's it's very. What I think is smart is that Telltale hasn't been like, oh, we're gonna try and go for hyper real graphics because they can't and they won't. So yeah. they're like, what? Because for a while, like their games would look a little 
Genshi and Grungy. Delta games have always, just from a technical perspective, been kind of small train they're wrecks. They're smart but... to art direct the fuck out of a very limited resource because there yeah. are parts of the Tales of Borderlands game that are beautiful and they're not necessarily trying to do anything technically complicated. They're yeah. just catering to what they can do as opposed to reaching for what they can't. Yeah. So I'm really intrigued by this dumb Minecraft game. So that could be interesting. So. Like I said, the, the Patton Oswald and just uh, it's just interesting to see that he's involved in the video game thing. Yeah. Oh, there was also something that came out that's who had done oh it was david cross and uh brian Cassane had done a unused dialogue punch up for destiny last summer that never oh, really? got used yeah uh, they had re- written a whole bunch of jokes for the ghost character voiced by peter dinklage he's the yeah. floating cube yeah. thing that they said like I... that wizard came from the moon yeah. yeah and they said this specifically they got hired to do this last summer which is right around the which would have been right around when e3 and that first beta came out everyone was laughing at how terrible the dialogue is i yeah. wonder if they were brought in in, a, in a, like in a pinch As to a come fixer. back and like yeah and they said they wrote like like spent a week just writing shitloads of jokes that never ever got you like and not just jokes <laughs> but other materials yeah. that just never got used at all so it's in game co- game companies know to go to comedians and say we need help help but then they go oh it's too much help we're not gonna use this well also it's that's it's not video game video game writing in a perfect world should be integral to the development yeah not and just like, kind of bring Lupi's guys in for 10 I mean, seconds o- to... obviously that's how a lot of games work yeah. like when you play a game like for example um fucking the order 1886 like it's real obvious that there was a story department and yeah. like you know that's barely spoke to anybody else but like the reason why you know good game stories and good game characters work is because it's part the gameplay is part of who they are like in the last of us half the power of that is that you are this weak underpowered character and the way game design and writing work in unison make that powerful Mm -hmm. so yeah Anyway, wank, wank, wank. Uh, Walking Dead guest artist Arthur Sudam took over three tables he didn't pay for at a con last weekend. I don't know what con this was. It was a Montreal Comic Con. So the kerfuffle is that these three are... And it's hilarious when you look at the photo because it's very clearly like three, four different tables. Yeah, he didn't get like... And he's just manspread all over it. And but the the best part of all this is that so obviously there's this narrative where this asshole came and he removed their names because other people saw him remove their cards from the tables and put them on other tables, and so this guy's being interred. But the best part is, have you looked at this dude's website? No. This guy is look at this man's website. This guy is clearly the biggest blowhard in the universe. I saw. Well, some people since this this whole thing happened, people are going like digging through his old stuff to see how much of an asshole he's been in, in the past. Yeah. I did see he has posted some pictures to Twitter. Yes, this is the best part. Where he had photoshopped extra people being in line yeah. for him his signings and so yeah. he has photos on his on, I, I don't know maybe it's on his website as opposed to because I don't think he has a personal Twitter account yeah. but yeah badly photoshopped like where the first six people uh, are obviously real yeah. but then in the background it's like a line going around the block yeah. of, of his con appearance of like extra people and I'm like that's obviously photoshopped like but, it's really bad like the colors don't match and the lighting and I, I guess he's just like a guest artist on The Walking Dead but he calls he himself covers. the king of zombies well he did the covers for the Marvel zombies oh is that what it is that's the only way i know this guy um but yeah this guy's a fucking asshole what did it who shows up well it's a funny thing he wasn't even a guest i guess he was just an artist alley he just decided that the yeah the three tables next to him 
Yeah, so he took the placards, like, secretly snuck them onto other tables to think, so people would think that that's, their table assignments had just been changed. Because I yeah. guess they, they, they had, because my question is, like, how the fuck didn't these people just show up, grab his stuff, and just put it back onto his table yeah. and then start moving in? I yeah. guess they showed up when they when they saw their names weren't on the tables anymore. Yeah. They assumed there must have been a mistake, and they went looking for their names, mm-hmm. and they just, oh, my, 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 like, they just found their placards. Yeah. Sort of I must have been changing the ones. Because that's sometimes that happens. Yeah. And this guy's like, he didn't get the shit beat out of him. Because some people would. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Especially, like, show up super early to make yeah. sure that you can hog all this extra space that you well, need to Well, it also, like, it, it impacts your livelihood because people are looking in the program. Like, well, that's oh, I'm going to go see X. So, I guess the people who got wronged by this didn't even realize anything was wrong until halfway through the first day. Like, half, halfway through the Saturday of the con where the, everyone was like, oh, I thought you were supposed to be over here, but you were over here. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, I guess they changed. And I guess one of the, the people at the con said, no, we didn't change you. You're supposed to be over there. Yeah. And that's when they're like, wait, what? What? This asshole moved the... Yeah, oh, what the fuck? And so... You need to go Arthur to this Soydam. guy's website. Go to... um, uh, His surname is suydam.com. And he, if you go to updates, the things is how to tie together the zombie... Excuse me. How to tie together the, the zombie explosion. And it is an interview between uh, this artist and uh, an interviewer. The interviewer is not named. It is so clearly, like totally this guy. Oh, did he just make up his own interview? Yeah. yeah, and then he's like, like, seriously, who would say, how do you pronounce your name? Oh, that's Dutch. You come from a long line of Dutch settlers here in New York that goes back to the 1600s. That's the interview said that? That's further back than most people can take their heritage. Uh, pre-America, I believe. Right. How much of your family history are you aware of that has been really fleshed out? Where are all the parts the family tree put together? Oh, oh I know a God. little about it. It is the worst. It is the most self-congratulating, like, masturbatory Oh, they're, they're really interested in this professional music career? Yeah, it's like, it's so, it's like... Oh my it's, God. It's like... It's the if you ever want to see. Upon reading a little bit about your uncles and some of your family tree from the distant pants past, your great uncle James was a merchant and world traveler. He was a successful businessman, extremely well educated and artistic. This is the interview saying yes. he dug up information about this guy's yeah. great uncle. Uh, if you want to see some self-fellatio on the internet, read this man. So this interview. guy's like fucking delusional. I mean, you have to be to do what he did at the con, but this the is just the symptom of already kind of craziness. That's it's really in. kind of fascinating because there are these people who are saying like he talked to like one of the persons whose table was disrupted confronted the dude, and the dude was really friendly. That's what they like, said. They thought it was gonna be some kind of like he's a really he's an older guy. He and was apparently, very polite. like he's very polite, and he like try he's he he, he speaks. Highly of other artists and shit. And like, yeah, he wasn't some young guy like, saying, oh, fuck yeah, I'll well, cook it's, a it's table. The thing yeah. is that the comic industry is full of assholes, but usually they're pervade, like they act like assholes too, and they yeah. talk like assholes. And it's weird that this guy is like clearly just really self important and has this asshole streak. You're great, just, uncle. Seriously, that interview is priceless. What uh, the hell? Good and shit. I do love, like, yeah, it's just called Comic Con World. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, no. It's it's impressive. Woof. Woof. Wow, Annie, thank you so much for showing that. That is amazing. You need to read it, because it's... I could only make it maybe a quarter of the way through before I was like... It's a lengthy I'm, interview. It's a long Unless ass this interview. this guy is like his dad. Seriously. Or like his he mom. He wouldn't know. Or like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay, anyway, yeah. Oh, Arthur, are you talented <laughs> like your your uncles who were part of the... the they weren't... Make sure you mention they weren't slave traders. Did they you, just traded spice and silk. Did you take your vitamins today, Arthur? Annie, now you sound like Harley Quinn. Now I got a boner. 
Um, Sealed Air Incorporated, the creators of Bubble Wrap, unveiled plans to replace Bubble Wrap with a new version that doesn't pop in nearly as satisfactory So what way. they're gonna do, instead of individual bubbles, it's gonna be just ribbons and a long length thing, so if you pop that ribbon of air, of bubbled oh. air, the whole thing just deflates, which actually, if you're trying to get rid of bubble wrap, that's yeah. the hardest thing in the world, is throwing away bubble yeah. wrap yeah. in a way that doesn't take up all the space. You have to sit down and pop that shit, so it makes it easier to get rid of, but then the whole point of bubble wrap is... Well, as a manufacturer, like the advantage of bubble wrap is that you can you can use a big length of it or you can cut it off in smaller pieces and it is still usable. And um, there are people who are trying to make segmented bubble wrap. That's what Amazon uses Amazon these days, yeah. But even then, it's the, very, the bubble pillows. It's specifically sized pouches. So the idea of something that essentially you could you could close off the ends yeah. and ad hoc however long you need is a smart one. And in our wor- brave world of everything is shipped from the internet. I was really sense. honestly, I actually looked up the Sealed Air Incorporated website. I didn't realize they've been manufacturing bubble pop since like, or bubble wrap since the early 60s, like 1960. I didn't realize bubble pop was, bubble wrap was that old. Yeah, like, it. it's like older than like our parents, man. <laughs> oh my god. That was an illusion. Shit, man. Uh, in retrospect, we've now decided that Up is bullshit, too. <laughs> is this about John, Calamity John's commentary? What? What'd he say? Calamity John uh, very rightfully, a friend of the podcast Calamity John very rightfully <laughs> called us on the fact that uh, we were, one of our issues with Inside Out was that it's classist and white-centric. And he was like, what other Pixar movies have you seen? They're all about, like, well-off white people. I mean, oh. Wally is specifically about white, fat white people who, like, <laughs> used up the earthing right away. At least they're forced to come back and deal with it. Uh, but yeah. It is, it's mostly white toys and Toy Story. It's, it's, it's white voiced fish. And it's, it's, just, it's about it's specifically yeah. about well off. It's interesting because I've been thinking about this lately because I read a lot of romance novels and there's a big thing in romance novels, obviously most obviously uh, summed up by fucking Fifty Shades of Grey, where it's like, a billionaire, a beautiful billionaire falls in love with someone and you're swept away and you have no more problems. And this shit does not appeal to me at all. There's nothing that gets me to run away from a book faster when one of the protagonists, it's always the man. In very, only in very stra- transgressive And the man is like a fantasy female. thing? Well, it's like the man is like a billionaire. It's like, a bi- he's a billionaire oh, and only you can melt his heart. Aside from male sex and stuff like that too, you're also just suck for broken well, people well, and the things. Thing is, well, they're usually broken. They're bro- well, only, they're broken they're only, only in a way that a heal. hot pussy can fix. But it, yeah. the thing that cracks me up glue. is I realize, I'm like, man, I, I don't think of myself as having class issues per se. I don't think that's class issues. I think that... I have class issues. There's, there's something where it's like, when you're in a fantasy world, there's a fantasy see, and then there's I'm Batman, I'm Bruce Wayne, and I don't <laughs> yeah. actually have to work for a living. Like I, I just can't. It's like the fucking Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon. That's I'm funny like, that you got all class issues about Forza. Of all the Forza Horizon things, I've never seen anyone get all this is classic. I don't mind <laughs> stories where people are like have money or whatever, but when you have so much money, like that, it's like it doesn't even. See, matter. I just said that's part of the fantasy. Oh, but the, so, but I made me realize that I only ever read romance novels about. Like people who actually are work blue collar jobs, or even it's about best people who m- might jobs. own like a hardware store. Where the fantasy is like about um, uh, communication and people coming together despite being broken and being willing to grow in the same direction. Like that's the fantasy, yeah. as opposed to like you know, like I'm a billionaire executive and only well, my dick is broken. And it's such not a like you can't never. indulge in fantasies either, but it seems like that you're a little more into like, achievable, realistic well, fantasy, like even like, like like owning a hardware. Well, and the thing is, is that I'll 
watch James Bond's, and, like, those are movies where it's, like, there's money doesn't matter. Like, it's just... It is weird watching Star Wars with you, because as soon as the uh, music stops, the credits stop rolling at the beginning, and you just, like... Who sound, paid for this? Sound in space? Fuck this shit. <laughs> just kick the TV over no, and walk out. Which is interesting. It's, like, I, the older I get, the less interested I am in stories about insanely wealthy and sad white See, people. See, I grew up as a relatively broke white kid living in a white trash community that was... Uh, surrounded by poor black people and mm-hmm. like the schools I went to as a kid were like literally 95% black like mm-hmm. at, like out of uh, any class with like 35 kids I would be one, one of maybe like two or three white kids mm-hmm. and these kids were all all the black kids lived in the projects and things like that so I'm especially not to say I'm a super expert in like poor black experiences and stuff that really did give me and even as being kind of really relatively broke white person I understood how much better, better off than I was than, than poor mm-hmm. white people mm-hmm. or poor black people so I became super sensitive to class and race stuff as a kid as much as like most well, like white you, trash kids yeah. can be you're at least conscious of so it so at least yeah i'm not saying uh, I, I still you know have white male privilege and stuff like that. so at least that, that's 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 in my reaction to inside out was more of the class thing of like oh wow this is this is this this girl's supposed to have problems but this is like the These fact that she's, problems yeah this is like yeah i don't like and yeah. so it's yeah. funny that that's my reaction where of course yeah. your reaction was more to just well, like the, the and also, sadness I mean, like, and kind of like well my thing was like oh I'm sorry for the first time in your life you're 13 years old and your family is moving and that makes you sad that's yeah your like, biggest your problem in your life like, abu, 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 really abu, abu, in your life yeah. so yeah it's funny how we both like like slammed that movie on two different we were like, like both people who hated it yeah uh, what's one of the Force Horizon though that's when you're getting Force classes Horizon, I'm just like oh, wow it's just unskippable parties of like stupidly wealthy young beautiful white people can you unlock your own car in that game the Honda Fit. Uh, I don't know if I can unlock. That'd be interesting to see because they they do have like you know like station wagons. Like, it's true. not all they just like super crazy sports cars. cars. I should go home and see if I can unlock Honda yeah, Fit. So... Soup up the fuck out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. Uh, the that game is funny because like there are some there are some things in the environment that are destructible, but there are trees that will just bring you to a stop. <laughs> there will be like a, a like I did an airborne like this air jump that was supposed to take me over a fence, but the yeah. fence was a wall, so I just hit like the <laughs> air was it, like, above invisible? the fence. I was about to ask yeah. like, invisible just wall, invisible yeah, not wall just... that just sent me. Like, sometimes you'll find like rolled hay bales and fields, and you can yeah. like push them away. But and like you can knock over shrubs can't. and small trees. But yeah, trees, but it's, it's yeah. Like, no. If you go through like an actual like forest, yeah. like you're like it's, it's like fucking speeder bikes. You're trying yeah. to slalom through the trees. Exactly. But... Or just try to go so fast uh, that it'll just bonk it you. Again, more and more ball. people this week are like, yeah, online. Just be like, I saw Inside Out. It was as good as everyone said. Even Dylan and no, Katie went to go see it like the shit. night before last. And like, oh yeah, that was good. See, like, Calamity yeah. John summed it up where he was like, what's the cute cartoon character that uh, voices thoughts of irrational self-harm? And that, because, like, that was the shit I was dealing with I in that like, age. I was that it. age, I was like, you're a fucking garbage person, you should kill yourself. Then... You should take one of the steak knives from the kitchen. You should drive, walk out into traffic. That was me at that age. But then, like, Ashley Burst saw that movie. She said she cried and loved it. She has, yeah. like, unwanted self... She has, like, yeah. the, the, the intrusive thoughts about murder and sex and stuff like that, yeah. too. And, like, I'm kind of wondering, like, what with her? She has, like, kind of... Yeah. Everyone's human experience yeah. is different. Yeah. But I'm kind of wondering, like, what, what, like, exactly, like... It really is kind of, like... Yeah. A, it's a Rorschach test, kind of. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's, yeah, exactly. It's hard to predict what people will react to it. Yeah. It's, yeah. Who knows? Maybe she did have problems in the movie. But like, just on Twitter, not gonna say, well, this does not reflect my personal blah, blah, blah. Well, and the thing... It's not that every movie should reflect No, 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 but that's the thing. For me... But 
it really it's was. It's so personal, though, where it's supposed to be a movie that's supposed to speak to everyone's kind of base experience. Maybe When it's... you're othered from that, that makes you feel even more alien. I think for me, it's that I think a lot. I, I think I think about my young self a lot more than most people do. Okay. Like, I think about baby Annie a lot. Like, she's always with me, and I always joke, like, oh, tiny Annie would love this, or tiny Annie would be shocked by this outcome, or whatever. And I, 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 I genuinely couldn't help but see that movie, and the only way I could view it was imagining if I saw it when I was yeah, that exactly, age, yeah. and how it would make me feel. And that was why it hurt me. Mm-hmm. It's just that I felt like it would just make me feel broken. And that is why I can't, that, that's exactly it right there. And so I think other people who suffer from depression, like if they don't, if you don't approach it that way, then you're not, you know, or like, they're like, oh, at least it gives someone some way to talk about it. As opposed to me where I'm like, I would watch that movie and think that I'm a useless piece of shit and I should listen to that voice because clearly I'm broken and defective yeah. and it would just make me want to go swallow a bullet. But so. seriously, flying dogs at the end of up, what the fuck? <laughs> That is like, I just, no, what is I can't this? take it. What is this? What kind of I universe still... in which they're so, they have such a disregard for aviation? One of my favorite movie going experiences is still going to see Up With You and how much we both dug it. And we came out yeah. of the, the movie going, oh, that was fun. That, that was, was cute. That was, da, 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 da. yeah, so. Uh, anyway, no, and... we are just kidding about the Up hate. <laughs> up is great. Up has up dug. Up, up has that fucking bird. <laughs> up ends with ice cream. Yep. The yeah. best way you can end a movie is with ice it's cream. All good. And a blimp. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, friends. So that's what we did this week. Oh, I watched Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf is back. Teen Wolf is the worst. Teen Wolf is the worst garbage, terrible show. But it is kind of great to have a show where the protagonist is a Hispanic kid. Is this still on MTV? Girl. Yeah. How are you guys watching I, it? I, uh, we, I bought a season on Amazon. The thing is, like, I, they're a senior year. They're going to hit the Buffy problem where it's like, but the title is Teen Wolf. What are they going to do when they're Because the character like, should all be like 18, 19. Wolf. Now, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting. Responsible yeah. wolf, fucking teen wolf. Fucking there was something else wolf. I wanted. Oh god, there's something else. What is your favorite cereal? My favorite breakfast cereal. Yeah, world? it's bookend this Cheerios. Plain Cheerios. I like Cheerios. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. That's what my parents. As a that's kid, what, what was your favorite? Would, that's what my family would eat more than anything else. We could only have like really sugary cereals as a special treat. People write in or call in with your favorite cereals because it's freaking me out. I've never heard anyone say Cheerios. Maybe. I mean, as a kid, I wouldn't say that, but I would get like the terrible tie-in cereals. Like I remember I had the Tiny Toon cereal and I kept the box. I never even seen that. I remember that um, Ghostbuster cereal. Yeah, I mean, I would buy all that shit. They were never good. Cereal. You know, they were always just like puffed. Like sugar. Yeah, it's, it's it's like they had like big shapes, you know. It's like they had their own like licensed cereal division at, at, at the factory where it's like, yeah. okay, well now here's gonna be the vague shapes of the marshmallows for this mm-hmm. kind of license bullshit mm-hmm. and corn puffs. I never liked uh, what was the one with the the Lucky Charms. I never liked Lucky really? Charms. I thought those marshmallows were ass. Tastes like ass. They are. They, they but that's it's an unpleasant experience when you're eating your cereal and all of a sudden there's like this weird chalky, chalky kind yeah. of marshmallow thing. It always made my teeth feel weird. The thing about uh, Lucky Charms that freaked me out is. Obviously, it's obviously that the oat part of the Lucky Charms is obviously just dog food or cat food because it's the same shape. Everything is the same, same prices. Yeah. Like Ralston Purina, whoever the exactly. Who uh-huh. makes Lucky Charms? Uh-huh. Is that the. Wait, I can't. Like, okay, wait. Lucky Charms. Because if it's. Is it Ralston. General Mills and they make dog food. Okay, uh, General. Okay, Lucky Charms, dog food. Is anyone else. Can I share Lucky Charms with my dog? <laughs> Can I give my dog 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 cereal? See, everybody is on this issue. No, this is just. Oh, please remove the dog food from my Lucky Charms. It's the third entry. I'm glad to see someone else is actually pointing this out. Okay, anyway, so. Hey, friends! This is the Boy Hattie podcast. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
Um, uh, we are at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter. Let us know what your favorite breakfast cereals are. Uh, uh, St. Bill's Curiosity. Who I'm saying Honeycomb was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> I feel like so. I just tried pegging for the first time. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I didn't think I'd be about hey, My anus feels good my today. Is New Horizon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we will be back uh, next week to talk about more pop culture detritus. Okay. About which we feel strongly. Uh, go out, uh, buy Princess the Pony by front of the podcast, KP. And she doesn't even know we have a podcast. <laughs> Once I gave her a picture of the Pope, uh, therefore she's front of the podcast. Yeah, Princess the Pony, her children's book just came out. If you have uh, young children in your life who enjoy fart jokes, i.e., if you have young children in your life, they will enjoy. Not book. that she's ever going to need help from us. She, she, she's got all the money and attention she needs. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Oh, we'll but, talk to y'all later, pals. Okay. Take care, guys. Don't ever talk with your eyes. Be sure that you compromise. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead. You're dead and out of this world. Hear the unloved weeping like rain. Guard your sleep from the sound of their pain. Long gone, long gone, long gone, long gone and out of this world. When you smile and it tears your face It's time for the inhuman race You're down, you're down, you're down You're down and out of this world Now your hope and compassion is gone You've sold out your dream to the world Stay dead, stay dead, stay dead You're dead and out of this world